This is a journey into sound. Howard 100. Oh, man, it's, uh, I was just watching the news, and of course, there's, uh, there's an epidemic in our country of these shootings, the school shootings, mall shootings, everyone's shooting them up, you know. But the, the, the um, news anchor always says, why? Why do Americans love their guns? And I thought to myself, well, don't they know why Americans love guns? I mean, the, the psychology of why someone loves their guns is pretty obvious. In a world where we feel helpless, the gun makes us feel in control. I mean, it's the, listen, we have a horrible problem in the country, and I don't know how it gets solved. But I know why people love their guns. It's uh, I don't like when they keep asking that same question over and over again, because I know but it's not just people who love their guns for their own protection. It's it's not about the guns and love of guns. It's about those people who want to hurt other people. Well, the the uh, I'm talking about the people who have a gun who don't go around hurting other people. That's what I said. It's, those people yeah. aren't a problem. No. And those people love their guns because. It, when you have a gun, it makes you feel like you can protect yourself. That, you know, I don't know whether you can or can't. I, most people can't hit the side, the broad side of the barn with that gun. I've seen people fire a gun and they, they're, they're quite frankly dangerous, but they feel like, Oh, if somebody is going to hurt me or a group of guys are going to hurt me or attack me, I can take out my gun and level the playing field. So. Well, I'm you just know, pointing out that whoever's saying that on TV, they're stupid because yeah. those people aren't the problem. Right. I hate that question. Why do Americans love their guns? Well, I know why I love my gun. I mean, I get it. I they mean, probably have no... guns, too, and they're still sitting there reading that stupid crap. Right. <laughs> so I get annoyed when I say, why do Americans love their gun? They love them because, listen... You're a sitting duck a lot of the times. If bad things happen. We read about it in the paper every day. Bad things are happening but to people. But no gun ever jumped up and ran out and shot up a school. It's not right. guns and people having them around. It's what people do with the gun. Well, anyway, Robin, I don't like the question when the guy comes on and he goes, why do Americans love their guns? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to that Howard Stern impersonator going, right, right. Boy. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Gordon Lightfoot was a musician, Canadian musician. He had a couple of hit songs. He died about a week ago and we never did the obituary. No, we were in uh, Miami. We were too busy to observe his death. Too busy fighting. Oh, my God, my staff. I mean, I got so much email about my staff. They're like, how did you hire these guys? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. First of all, Ronnie getting all upset because Mike Perlman says to him, it looks like you wore the same shirt three days in a row. I mean, then Ronnie goes nuclear. Yeah. Which is so Zero funny. Zero to 60. You know, he doesn't have any. There's no ramping up. <laughs> I like that Ronnie was a security guy. I mean, that you're supposed to be cool, calm, and collected and not really lose your composure. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, 
Hey, man, fuck you. So great. He's uh, People are holding him back. <laughs> you know, that's what they <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> that's oh, my God. Because a lot of people pointed that out in the email. I should hear. Let me let me pull it out real quick. I, I thought that some of the comments were really, really astute. Here you go. Uh, Ronnie's engagement dinner in Miami. Uh, perhaps this is, you know, people writing in. Perhaps it's not good for everyone's emotional health, but hearing about the absolute shit show that was Ronnie's engagement <laughs> party was so funny to listen to. I agree. I walked upstairs and uh, people said, I mean, my people, but my wife says to me, how was the show? She always asks me, I go, I don't know, but I th- I got a kick out of hearing about the guys all going to dinner together and crying and fighting. And <laughs> she goes, so it sounds like it was a good show. I go, I don't know. It was good for me. I, 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 I was entertained. <laughs> I mean, it was great. I mean, Ronnie just went off. He's an old fucking bag of shit. He's wearing the same shirt he's been wearing for fucking the past three days. Are you wearing the same shirt you've worn for the past three days? No. This is fucking a different shirt. Perlin says it's the same no, shirt. No, he doesn't the same shirt. Get... Dude, I'll take you to my fucking room right now. Whoa. It's a different fucking... Ronnie just lunged at Mike Perlman. Face, dude. You fucking pushed me over the edge, you fucking great's head. Why was the shirt comment what pushed you over the edge? Because he tells me I'm wearing I'm wearing the same shirt for three fucking so days. So what? You fucking asshole. Whoa, Ronnie just, Ronnie just hurled his drink at Mike Perlman. At like 20 feet towards Mike Perlman. Get the fuck out of here. Go home. Go home. <laughs> yeah, my wife said to me, well, why were they fighting? Well, one of the guys told Ronnie he wore the same shirt for three days. She goes, what? <laughs> anyway, Howard, the drink throwing, the yelling, the fighting, the crying, the bitching, making up meltdowns with the Stern Show staff at Ronnie's Miami night gives any Real Housewives franchise a run for its money. Andy Cohn needs to put this on Bravo. Stat. <laughs> when Sal's Bing Crosby rant is the tamest moment of the night, you know you have gold on your hands. So people did like it. What was his rap about Bing Crosby? Do you remember, Robin? That was when he was saying that you can't call a woman sweetie, honey, oh, darling oh. anymore. Sal's <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. There's a tape of Sal. Remember Sal said he went to someone uh, on our staff, a woman on our staff, and said, would you be my, <laughs> I don't know, wrangler like for the night? creep monitor. Yeah, whatever. my creep monitor for the <laughs> night. And then, like, I didn't even look into it, but it was, of course, it was like a 25-year-old woman who, you know, like uh. Sal immediately... Here's Sal asking the female staffer to be his anti-creep assistant. I asked my friend to be my, my anti-creep. He's, already, he's being creepy even asking the woman to be. Yeah. I'm asking my friend. She's not even his friend. She doesn't really know him. Now he's uh, that got his friend, his his 25-year-old friend. Assistant. Anytime she senses that leave I am alone. Leave her alone in my bothering. Your job is to be a creep. You're right. See that? <laughs> even now, I'm bothering you. I stink. <laughs> Everything I do, I stink. <laughs> Now it's his friend. She's looking out for him. They have a bond. She is my friend. No, she's not. 
When did All she right. become yeah. your friend, Sal? When he looked her over, probably, in uh, Miami. Now she's awesome. Now she's awesome. You've always got the love voice on. You've always been awesome. Can't win. I'm you can't creep. win. No, you have to just shut up. I'm trying. That's why I hired an etiquette manager to shut up. No, you didn't hire anybody. <laughs> You want to hire an etiquette manager? I'll get you a big guy, a big man to stay on there. Right. Beat the shit good. out of you every time you act like an idiot. Etiquette manager. You're like a. You're unbelievable. And look, he's 100 years old. He's getting a 25 year old to monitor him. Right. <laughs> now, what is that? T- like. He's supposed to be a mentor to the 25-year-old. Right. She has to watch him, a 50-year-old guy. How old are you now? 53. 53. Uh, 53 turns to a 25-year-old girl. Can you be my etiquette manager? You're my friend. She did a great job. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get into any trouble. <laughs> idiot. All right. Idiot. Have a nice show. Idiot. All right, thank you. <laughs> you're twice her age, and you're asking her to monitor your behavior. Idiot, Howard. I know what? how I what? can get on. I know how I can get on alcohol, and I figured. No. Let me play and why it did safe. you pick a 25 year old young woman? Because, believe it or not, she's my friend. She's smart. She's bright, mm. and uh, <laughs> she would. Okay. I, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't ask somebody like John Blit to be my etiquette manager. I'd be dead okay. today. So I chose, right, so, I chose so the, the right two person. choices were the, the young girl or the John Blit. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay. What about the security guard who was standing there? Uh, you Would know, you ask uh, him. He yeah. wasn't no, attractive. No. He was, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was Ronnie's buddy. He was Ronnie's so buddy. You had he a bond taken. with her all night. You had to keep checking in with her that your behavior was good. Yeah. Well, every time yeah. I started talking, gave you a piece of business. Talk. Gave you a piece of business to do with her. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. I got it. Got it. Got it. All right. I thought I was doing the right thing. I guess not. The right thing would have been. How about you don't drink for the night? What fun is that? You're hanging well, out with all these lunatics. Well, you have if you to can't, drink, con- Howard. If you're 53 years old and you can't control yourself, the, 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 you know. Yeah, I can control myself. It's just the one, you know, it's the one. By the way, I want to describe the room to you like that Sal had to choose from to find an etiquette manager. (laughs) There were male sober producers there all night who could have been his etiquette manager. As a a man, I do not trust men to be etiquette managers. (laughs) Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Very good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, here's Sal's Bing Crosby rap. I forgot about yeah. this. You know what darling means? Darling means I love you. Darling means it's coming from the heart. What happened back in the old days? Fucking uh, Bing Crosby called everybody darling. He's not in jail. Now I call you darling. You want to lock me up? Let me tell you something. I'm from the yeah. Bing Crosby days. And if I think you're a wonderful person, I'll call you darling. You know what? No, I take all that back. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> the etiquette manager just gave him a look. Yeah, he I, got, got all the that. nod, but <laughs> yeah. he was over the meter. <laughs> wow. Well. Oh, God. 
Sal mentioned he enlisted an etiquette manager, as I said. Uh, what else did they write in about? Oh, the audience was torn about Ronnie and Perlman's fight. Good for Ronnie for standing his ground. Perlman was purposely being a dick so he could have stories for Howard. Why is Perlman criticizing Ronnie for ordering dessert or commenting on what his drink comes in? Ronnie's drink came in a giant pineapple. Ronnie is a zillion times more of a man than Perlman, Perlman will ever be. I got to go with Mike on that one. When you see a dude drinking from a giant pineapple, it's a little, uh, let's just say it's not so Especially masculine. walking around, you know, it's like a yeah. cocktail party and you're walking around <laughs> with a giant pineapple sucking on a straw. <laughs> and then someone uh, uh, like Perlman, they go, what is wrong with Ronnie? He's such a thin skin. He needs to grow up. Ronnie said Mike Perlman had been busting his balls all afternoon, so Ronnie got upset. But uh, this, uh, our staff says Ronnie wasn't as innocent as he made it sound. Oh, yeah? Here's a, mon here's a montage of Ronnie and Mike Perlman bickering back and forth during the bar crawl. In other words, they okay. were both going at it. And they both should take some responsibility. He, start, he started again. I'll, I'll, I'll throw him off the fucking roof. He, he knows everything. That's the fucking problem. I'm going to the other end of the bar. He knows everything. This motherfucker knows everything. You don't, you know nothing, dude. Right, you watch basketball? Oh, wow. No, I don't. No, I don't. Is that a problem? You watch baseball, right? Is that a fucking problem? <laughs> so because you don't think it's a mom and pop store, that's exactly No, you think you, no, dude, you think you know everything. How do you know what kind of store it is? You stupid. What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, him and his fake beard. Fucking cunt. See what I mean? They, they, you know, they're both going at it. Uh, I wouldn't say it was one guy or the other. Why does Sal say stuff like he's from the Bing Crosby days? He's not from the Bing Crosby days. He's 53 years old. From the Bing Crosby days. Yeah, he'd be what lying is... next to him if he was from the Bing Crosby days. Sal's dad was from the Bing Crosby days. <laughs> right. Ay, ay, ay. What yeah, are you talking I, about? I have oh, no yeah, idea. Yeah. Howard, here's the, here's the weird thing. I don't even remember saying that. And when I heard it, I, I can't stand Bing Crosby. <laughs> I fucking bum, hate bum, Bing bum. Crosby. Yeah, he was so annoying. He had the worst Christmas music. He was like, oh, he was terrible. I mean, I've Bing Crosby it. was was born in 1903. If you you know if you know what yeah. I mean. I mean, what are you, Bing Crosby? My fuck, I don't know. If my You're brain wild. wasn't messed up as it is, you add alcohol and it really gets fucked up. <laughs> I mean, because I can't you, stand Bing that was Crosby. Some, uh, the the fans are right. That was some fucking dinner. Ronnie, you oh, and Perlman are unbelievable. And and what, one of the guys said to me after the show yesterday, he goes, you know, Ronnie has a crush on Mike Perlman. It's it's a it's a te sexual yeah, tension okay. between these yeah, two guys. Yeah, I got that, a crush on him. That's what they said. Remember when they hypnotized yeah. you to be a woman and you were like, we're going to give Mike yeah, Perlman. Yeah, okay. I knew that would come up too. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm hey, saying yeah. maybe yeah, you, you had a good time with this, right? It's fun. It was a fun night. No, yeah. it was a fun night. Well, you didn't have yeah. fun. I know that. A fun <laughs> night. Good time had by all. I went on your uh, wedding website yesterday, but it's quite a website you got going on there. Not me. That's not my website. I was on the gallery. I didn't make been it. On? Robin, have you been on that yet? No. Take Ronnie's invitation. invitation. Is there a, yeah, is there there's a, a website? Website? 
If you if you don't get enough Ronnie on the invitation, you can go to a website and see a whole gallery of pictures of him with Stephanie, with Stephanie's parents and Ronnie. Oh, I, gotta, I can't wait to see that. Oh, my God. What the fuck? What the it's fuck? The, what? It's the greatest. Are you kidding? Good. I'm glad you're, you're enjoying it. Talk to oh her Oh, my God. Jesus. I couldn't make a website if I tried, dude. I hear you, but what's with the, all the... Pictures, intimate pictures. Of I have no idea. You have to talk to Stephanie about that. Interview her about it. Okay. Where is she? Sleeping. <laughs> Can't get a hold of her. Were you like, what are you, did you, did you pull her aside and go, what are you doing with this website? Nope. No. Nope. Stayed out I didn't of it. Say huh? a, I didn't say a word. That's her deal. I mean, the best is there's a lot of pictures of Ronnie and Stephanie's dad hanging out and Stephanie's dad looks like Ronnie's kid, you know, like a son. <laughs> Wild, yeah, okay. you know. Oh my goodness! I mean, I would. I, and listen, that's cool. I, I got no problem. I'm happy for Ronnie, but don't put pictures of it all up there. Well, hey, like I said, I didn't do it. I couldn't. Like I said, I couldn't make a website if I tried. That's all. Her. Anyway, getting back to so. Robin, you got to go on there. What are you doing? Yeah, definitely. That's my job after the show today to go to Roddy's website. I said, you better yeah, get on it's there. It's not Ronnie's, Ronnie's website. It is. It says Ronnie it's and Steph Stephanie. It's Stephanie's website. Uh, what? Is, why do you got cursing all over the website too? With what's what's with you in the word dickhole? What is that? That's her. That's her what deal. What is that? What? I don't even understand. That's it. her nickname. You guys that's get... her. That's her nickname for me. Okay. Okay. But why does she put dickhole on there? Ask her. Why are you breaking my balls about this? Oh, you this? asked her. Did you say to her, what the fuck? No, I didn't say going? anything. Howard, I said nothing. Why? I haven't even looked, I haven't even looked at it. If I, I was getting, seen it. Listen to me. I, no, I, I haven't. I Rombo, have not seen Rombo, it. Let me, let me tell you something. If I was getting married and my wife made a website and on there is, uh, let's get the shit started in dickhole, I would pull her aside and say, hey, you know. Not for nothing. No one knows what dickhole is, and you got dickhole on there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's our deal, I, man. I, I, listen, I'm I'm not trying to bust balls here. I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm, not, to bust I'm balls. trying to look out for my brother. Come on, dickhole. That's her deal. And why is your name dickhole? What did you do? Uh, I don't know. Now, how does Robin. Dick Hole come up? Does she, you know, when she wants I, you to come to I dinner, she goes, Dick Hole, dinner's ready? Sometimes. <laughs> Robin, I can't believe you're not on that website investigating. I mean, <laughs> my wife was on there before me, and I said, give me back that, that, that invitation. I got to get on that website right now. <laughs> now it's, it's going to be amazingly popular. Hey, anybody else who was invited to Ronnie's wedding? Have you been on the on the website yet for uh, Dick Hall? <laughs> the Dick Hall. Anybody else going on there and checking out the whole situation or what? Nobody cares. Oh, there's JD. There's I mean, I was Jason. on there. I'm... Oh yeah, we were going through the whole website yesterday. JD, JD and I were going through every single tab on the website, <laughs> reading through, taking notes. It's great. Oh, great. That's so cool, man. <laughs> Ronnie, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's you so cool that you're upset. taking that you're taking fucking notes. It's it's terrific. <laughs> Ronnie, you I can't mean. get upset when I'm not. You know, I don't give a shit. Send it's, out I an invitation with the website on it. Hey, by the way, Ron, what does it mean 
at the cocktail party, I have to dress to impress. What does that mean? Dress dress to impress in cocktail attire is what he's. That's the wedding thing. No, I think that's the. Yeah, maybe that's the wedding. Yeah, I don't know. Regular, whatever you. What do they want? What does that mean? Fucking underwear. I don't. I'm just asking you. All right, that's good to know. (laughs) Jesus Christ! You see, this is what happens when you and this Mike Perlman. I ask a question and you go ballistic. No, dude. What, what would you mean? want? It, dress to impress. Attire. No, dress to impress. I got to impress you. Who am I impressing? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> JD, what are you going to wear when you read dress to impress? Well, what does that mean? That's what I, when I read cocktail attire, I thought. I mean, listen, I'm not the most sophisticated person. I thought, really? Well, does that does that mean we don't have to wear a suit? Does that mean I can wear like just a button shirt and uh, you know jeans or something if I want? Right. To? Yeah. So, but then I, I think it does mean like some sort of suit. But yeah, my wife I, claims- I think it's the wrong thing to send to this crowd. Cocktail <laughs> By the way, too, <laughs> I think there's a typo on there. I now tell me oh, if really? you guys saw this. It says uh, drinks and a few light bits will be there. I think they mean bites. What do you? Yeah, think? I was confused. And you saw that routines. too. Yeah, confused also. I didn't know if that meant like we're doing some comedy but bits or <laughs> Jen JD's. Like I think they just mis- misspelled the word bites. And oh, Ronnie, yeah. you got to go on there. on the website. You, on the website. Well, that's, Ronnie, like you, I said, that's all her. <laughs> you really haven't been on the website? I swear to you, I haven't even looked at it. Great Jeez. website, though. I it haven't is great. looked at it. I like it's when you best. go to things. If you go to things to do, it says it's Las Vegas. Do we really need to tell you what to do? Have fun and go nuts. They put that on Chris. What's wrong with that? You got to go fucking nuts, don't you, Chris? Yeah, I go nuts with you. No, no, Ronnie. You you prove it the other night. You know how to go nuts, I love it. But, Ron, if you say things to do, don't put us down for looking on the tab. I didn't do it, dude. You're talking to the wrong person. Then of the things to do, the first... I'll have her be up. You tell me when you want her to be on, and you can talk to her about it. I'm just trying to talk to you man to man, but you get so fucking touchy. Because I don't, I, listen, that's her thing, man. Let her do a thing. I don't some, care. It's fine. Dude, Ronnie, it's like, your thing, too. That's no, so fucked up no, to say. No, this it's her your thing, no. too. Jason, the, man, the wedding is your thing. It's, it's her it's day. Much, it's always What about your day? day? That's so fucked up Wait to say that, man. That's so fucked up. No, that's it's not fucked up. Your name not, is on it. Did yeah, okay. My name is on it. And and she's in charge of that part of it, Okay. It's your day, too. I hate to tell you, buddy. Yeah, I know it's my day, too. <laughs> You're yeah, acting like yeah, this is something yeah. happening to you that you have no control. No, no I Dick do hole. have control, but let her do what she wants. It's fine with me. <laughs> it's your day, See, too, you, you, dickhole. Yeah, dickhole. That's you right. can't. I mean, the front page of the website is dickhole. Dickhole Productions or something. What is it? Dickhole Tavern. Dickhole Tavern. Dickhole Tavern. What is dickhole Tavern? Hey there, dickhole Tavern. Dickhole Tavern. That's what I said. I said, I'm going to ask Ronnie, but then you go ballistic. I go, I go, I got to ask Ronnie. It says on there, let's get this shit happening. Dickhole Tavern. And Ronnie, I go, I'm not. What? She wants, I guess Stephanie wrote that, uh, to tag pictures. One of, right. One of the hashtags is Dickhole Tavern. Hashtag Dickhole Tavern. Yeah. If you go to, there's a frequently but I don't asked it... questions of the website. Oh, and if you yeah. go there, which is very right. informative, it says, what's the wedding hashtag? And, and like JD said, they don't want you to tag the location in your pictures, but you can put hashtag the Muns or hashtag Dickhole Tavern. <laughs> what's up, dick face? <laughs> 
Uh, dude, so, come on! Don't bring, don't bring him into this, please. Perlman, oh, uh, fucking bullshit. Okay, oh, there he is. Perlman, don't, don't start, no, 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 man. I'm I, telling I, you, I just, one start. I just had one observation. I was looking oh, at the no. website. Yeah, worry about your own house, your own girlfriend. No, no, worry no. about that. No, it's okay? not about that. It's please, not about just that. stay the fuck out of it. It's I'm not telling a, you, stay out of it. It's not about that. It's not about stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> Howard, I noticed that he has a beautiful picture of him and Kurt Busch on there. They're walking down the track. It's like a professionally taken picture. But yeah. there's no picture of you you guys together. Well, that's out of respect. Ronnie the, knows yeah. I don't like that. I, all right, I figured that. that I thought that right. might be the case. All right. Mm. Mm. I mean, maybe. Right, Ron, you don't like that. I mean, you know what? I don't like that. But what? You weren't going to put a picture of me up a there. A picture of the... you and Howard or something. Right. No. 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 But it's telling Mike. If Howard we are, was we are, listen, Mike, listen, I we, got news for you. The fans were saying this whole thing with you and Ronnie getting mad at each other, mm -hmm. sexual tension, because when Ronnie got hypnotized, he was, he was like in love with you. You're the hottest guy he ever saw. Yeah, no. we never, <laughs> we know, never really talked about. It. We never talk about that. It's like a weird Dude. thing that we just never discuss. Listen, I'm not making it up. There. there is something there. Listen, okay, yeah. Angelina. Yeah. Who's the guy on the staff you really want to fucking tell me what you do? Well, he kind he's kind of like a behind the scenes guy, so I don't I don't know if anybody would know who he was. That's the problem. Mm. Who is it? <laughs> it's just oh. us. <laughs> he's fucking smoking hot. Who is smoking hot? Who is it? Mike Perlman. Mike Perlman. Mike Perlman. <laughs> what would you do to Mike Perlman? He's, he's rugged, fuck. right? He's rugged. Yeah. He's got shot. He got shot. Right. <laughs> shot. He's bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad boy. You know? Right. He'd fuck his brains out. Oh. That would be like, see, you would be like, I say, clear your calendar for the day. He would be a weekend deal. <laughs> I mean, the defense rests. <laughs> no, there is, you know what it is? You guys are actually admiring of one another. I love Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. And Ronnie loves you. He, you're going to the wedding, right? Yeah, I'm going to go. You know what I was thinking? Of, you know what I was thinking about the other day, Howard? How the dynamic we'll about that? The dynamic between me and him kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of like when you like when you talk about uh, growing up as a young kid and your dad and you you know he'd come home from work and you try to talk to him and he would just wait to, to yeah. snap at you. That's the right. kind of thing it is with me and Ronnie. Like I try to have a conversation with him and he's just I feel like he's just waiting for me to say that one wrong thing that's just gonna set him off. Except how well, his dad never wanted to fuck him is the only thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a difference. Who knows? He checked my balls once for a hernia. <laughs> uh, but, no, but you gotta admit, Mike, sometimes the lot of questions Ron you know how to press Ronnie's buttons. Yeah. You know how to I press know, Ronnie. I know. You know, there's a little of that. Come on. I He's wish you would my sphincter. I just do. a little, right? Just a little. Right. But with the, he pushes your buttons with the stupidest fucking questions. Like, did you wear that shirt more than once? And it's just like, yeah. And that was five <laughs> drinks into the fucking goddamn afternoon. Yeah, you, yeah but you can I out. tell you something? Can I say something about that? Seriously, yeah. you shouldn't get so. So the guy goes, "Hey, it looks like you wore the same shirt for three days." So, what if he's busting little balls? He just go. Hey, man, you look like uh, you know whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not easy, easy for you to like, say. No, oh, come on. <laughs> About a shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy for you to say. I always want to look my best for Mike. He's so hot. 
<laughs> Blit was telling me he claims he once asked Ronnie if he would fuck Perlman when he wasn't hypnotized, and he said he would. So <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck Blit. That's what he was saying. Stories. Is it a bullshit story? Come on, Blit. Story? Come on the camera. Get yourself on there. Go ahead. It's 100% true. Yeah, you're so full of 100% shit, dude. true. No, dude, you're such a liar. But no, Blit, nobody. You tape everything. I don't know. Yeah, I can go get the, no, they, We played that clip on air. It was a few years ago. It was actually before <laughs> you were hypnotized. Right. If okay. a gun, it's like if a gun's pointed to your head, who on staff? Would there was you... no gun involved. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. up my Blit, ass. Come on, huh? Stop being a moron. I, I right. can't look, help myself look. sometimes that this was true. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, everything is true with you. Everything. I don't want to relive. I don't want to relive the whole thing again. Oh, I'm just no, reading. oh not really. No, I don't. Come on. I yeah, really, really don't. Okay. I'm reading the feedback from the fans. <laughs> right. Um, and fans. in fact, you were talking about Gordon Lightfoot. Now all of a sudden, you know. What yeah, I know. I can't get. I don't. You know what? I don't think I give a shit about Gordon Lightfoot. So like, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot yeah. is never going to get an obituary. Uh, yeah. Chris, you're Jerry Canadian. Springer, that poor guy yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to get to that too. Chris, yeah, you're too, Canadian. Please. Sing a couple yeah. of Gordon Lightfoot songs. Go ahead. Uh, what do you want? Uh, sundown. You like Sing that? Sundown. Go yeah. ahead. There you go. Sundown. You better take care. If I find you've been creeping around <laughs> my back stairs. There you go. There's the old bit. What, Rest uh, in peace. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the guy. He, he, the guy had a couple of hit songs. He had Sundown. He had uh, what's the other one? Chris? The wreck of the Ella Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald. That's all I know too. All right. <laughs> he's got a couple more tunes. I'm gonna give him a, a, a little nice send off. So well, anyway, uh, while he sings he that, th could I lick Mike's <laughs> biceps? <laughs> Gordon yes. never threw a drink at anyone. He's just not as interesting. How do, how do you know? <laughs> anyway, wrapping up the rest of the weekend when the boys went to Ronnie's engagement party, um, it, one of the segments was that JD got emotionally started crying because he thinks Ronnie feels sad about being replaced by my new security guy. And it actually made listeners emotional, too. Here's what some fans wrote. Ronnie's, Ronnie saying he missed Howard was a really nice moment. Of course, he's going to be a little jealous of the new security guy. Howard was part of his <coughs> daily life for decades. And to suddenly be reminded that things are different now, that's got to be tough. So, uh, Ronnie, there you go. You're getting some love. Here's another one. Ronnie getting emotional about Howard warms my heart in the weirdest way. I genuinely started to tear up. And uh, and in fact, uh, one fan said my interaction with Ronnie in Miami reminded them of a movie. Howard, you and Ronnie reuniting in Miami reminded me of the ending scene of The Bodyguard when Kevin Costner <laughs> reunites with Whitney Houston. Her entourage and the new bodyguard assigned to protect her and Kevin Costner and, and Whitney Houston are talking. If you remember, this was the scene at the ending of The Bodyguard. How's it going? under control. It won't be the same without you. So you're putting show business, huh? Yeah. Too bad. You got talent. So how's the new guy? He's got white hair, Frank. He's very good. Yeah, but did you have to get me an old man? I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here here it is for the first time ever. Ronnie and Howard in Miami, like the bodyguard. 
Hey, you look good, hey, pal. How are you, man? How are you, man? He's going to start I, crying seeing me. I was I was pretty depressed this morning, actually. I saw your dude, you know, who took my place. Yeah. It, it, it was it was sad. It feels weird seeing you, man. 38 years, man. It's a long time to see you every day, you know, for work and shit. Even out of work. And just seeing, it, you know, everybody else handling you, it, 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 it bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Billy, yeah. Uh, Billy's my guy. Yeah, now. Billy's a good dude. Yeah, real yeah. great guy. Yeah. Did you ever meet Billy before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Billy's yeah. a good guy. Ronnie, Billy has gray hair. <laughs> I don't trust, I don't trust you anyone you. else. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I, I will always love you, dude. <laughs> Ronnie, you tearing uh, up a little bit, dude? No. Yeah, Ronnie, no. Ronnie, Ronnie's tearing up a little. Yeah. Yeah. It was good seeing Ronnie, and I know what he was going through. Uh, Ronnie and I spent how many years? 38? You always, you know the number better than I yeah. do. 38, 38 years together, and... When we saw each other in Miami, it was uh, emotional. What can I tell you? We I still a, can't we believe we saw you. I mean, really, uh, that was just, it's still kind of mind-blowing to me. Was it emotional for you, Howard? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, uh, I, um, I felt, uh, I actually enjoyed seeing you guys. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, normally being around you animals is not all that comforting but uh you know what i mean it was uh yeah yeah it was good it was good to see everyone and i, I was really glad i didn't see benji i saw everyone but him <laughs> i was really I happy enjoyed it. yeah no i no i it always good to see everyone and really I, I kind of feel like you know let's start getting back into the studio it felt so good it was nice it was nice Great. to be around people and so yeah, yeah, it was. I'm not gonna be. Um, I'm not gonna be a wise ass and tell you it wasn't good. It was That's good. awesome. You know, we we uh, you know the rest of the staff. We spent the entire Miami trip in one studio together. So there was like you know <laughs> ten or twelve of us just oh, like yeah. shoulder to shoulder, and it was fun because you go from you go from you know being by yourself like at my little office here with my computer, and then just being around everyone like in a submarine, and it was it was great. It was just the energy yeah, level it was awesome. There's a, that's what I was going to say. There's a certain energy. Yeah, uh, particularly around the you know when you do a radio show and a funny radio show, it's good to have everyone around and feed off one another. So there you go. What can I, mean, I tell you? Can't, you? You can't throw drinks at each other over Zoom. It's just there's something about being. A person. <laughs> yeah. it's very, and you let's can't face tickle it, JD under the yeah, game. You, can't, kind of, you can't run out crying and go across the street and hide in another bar. Yeah, you can't break right. out with Sal. There's a yeah. whole bunch of things you can't do, Ronnie. You're right. By the way, but by the way, Chris, I was thinking about that. Like, okay, you I understand you're gay. You know, an open yeah, I have man. no issues. But, but what's with Sal like putting you on his lap and then like making out with you or kissing on the lips? I mean, he's what? desperate for love. Howard, yeah. you know what it reminded okay. me of? Howard. Yeah. It, re it reminded me of. It reminded me of uh, Fred's bachelor party with Gay Rich. Right. That, yeah. That's that was, was a weird thing. It was the same scene. Like Sal had him on his lap. It was the same shit. Ronnie, yeah, but I mean, Sal was Fred, this close honestly, to pulling his penis out. Fred was well, unconscious. To. I mean, to the point that he almost killed himself. So, all right. I don't know if Fred knew what the hell he was doing. Sal wasn't that drunk that he didn't know he was kissing that Chris. Point, no. I it was wasn't that drunk, friendly. but I wanted Mike to be on my lap. <laughs> it was a friendly peck. A friendly peck. I like Chris. He's a great friendly guy. Crip. Poor Chris, he was striking out. He wanted to get laid. He kept but Sal, scratching my back, Sal, rubbing my belly. He made Sal, me feel I good. I like Chris too, oh but God. I don't want to make out with the dude. I mean, I mean, I don't. 
What's the wrong with Pat you? <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did this evolve into making out? It wasn't a, it was the furthest thing from a make out. It was an eighth of a you know second. What, you know what I heard? Sal's what? etiquette manager went to the bathroom and then that happened. Like, <laughs> like the second appeared. Yeah, the second she I left. Towered. You know, the peck uh, itself wasn't. Moment. The kiss itself wasn't a full-on makeup, but what was was wild about it and fun about it was that nobody was asking for it. You know, it wasn't like we were all standing around going like kiss, kiss, oh, yeah. kiss. Like it just, it's what sounds sorry. To do. If so you're a straight, man. if you're a straight <laughs> man, and suddenly like you're kissing, I don't care how long the kiss lasted. Like what put like Sal. Like what's going on? I mean, I think Chris is a charming guy. Yeah, I, I think okay. Chris is a charming guy. He's a lot of fun. He made me feel good. You know, he's. Can a I really ask you a question? Can yeah, I ask sure. you a question? If I said for a bit, will you fondle Chris's penis and play with it? Would you do it? No, I definitely would not. I bullshit. I know you would. How I'm many kidding. drinks? How Come you on. How many drinks, Al? <laughs> I know you, you would. almost did it. <laughs> <laughs> would you tickle his balls? Uh, that's kind of funny. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's just what I want to know. <laughs> Only because it's funny. That's All how right. it's hilarious. You were saying yeah. you want to take Listen, <laughs> the night, the night Fred blew me, we thought it was funny. Right? <laughs> oh, Howard, I can tell it you. It was hilarious. It always starts out as a funny joke. And it right. ends usually right. with a cum shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my In God. other words, when you've been with straight guys, it starts uh -huh. out, hey, let's, let, this is so stupid and funny. Wouldn't it be funny if, you know, and then right. it's like uh, gay chicken. And then eventually right. someone loses, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With your well, mouth. anyway, gay chicken. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is it was it, this kind of a camaraderie, let's call it, for lack of a better word, doesn't yes, occur if we're not word. all together. So it was good that we all got together in Miami. So there's your answer. Well, this is what we have missed because lots of things used to start in the hall and yeah. then wind up on the air because That's right, everybody Robin. was together. You know the dynamic. You know how it works. You know well, works. that was a missing. It was that brought, you know, Miami brought it back. Yeah, remember all the good times when the guys would use the bathroom and miss the bowl of shit all over yeah, the place? Yeah, oh, all like, like, like that kind good. of stuff doesn't happen unless you're all together. Sal would jerk off at the office. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't have that story. Yeah, and then you don't have days. And then you don't have the Sal apology tape, you know. Like the Bing Crosby days. I just, I long. <laughs> That's right. Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, there's Sal. That's a picture of Sal and, uh, and, and, and Chris pretty, kissing. I think on that's the top pretty, in that. That's picture. pretty gay. <laughs> yeah. That's Sal, that's real funny. It's real funny. Uh, <laughs> Very funny. Howard, he was, no he was so close to fucking putting his dick on Chris's forehead. I was this close oh, to getting him to do it. It did say he wanted to do it. I, oh, yeah. I didn't want him to. If you were in the red zone, you would have done it. That's right. Chris didn't want it. If you I were in a room, no. maybe. I would have I'll done tell it you what. Fun. Uh, like Ronnie, if you two get married, it'll be a great wedding website photo. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when you first fell in love. Hashtag Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, it's Tom Arnold. Hey, what's up? Oh, guys, no. uh, I'm sorry to, you guys are making light of this and, uh, uh, you, 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 but you're joking about a very serious topic and this is coming from a guy who once smoked crack out of a homeless guy's ass. Okay. I know how bad it could get. Okay. Right. Right. And, okay. Uh, 
You're, you're, uh, you guys, uh, uh, Sal has a drinking problem. All right. There, there should right. be no answer to how many drinks does it take to make out with Chris. Okay. Right. So, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. And with every beer, you inch towards the butt fuck zone. All right. That's you have true. a problem there, Sal. Well, what you're saying is that alcoholism can turn, uh, straight guys gay, right? I'm saying that Sal is is uh, not just addicted to alcohol. He's about to be addicted to his buddy's cum. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you're in trouble, buddy. There is no AA for that. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Tom. Uh, fake Tom, I should say. Fake Tom Arnold. <laughs> he knows a lot, though. He's, uh, he's a student. Yeah, wise man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that sums up the Miami trip. And, uh, of course, as you, as you know, I did enjoy getting together with the crew because all of a sudden Sal's making out with Chris, Ronnie's <laughs> fighting with Mike, JD's crying in the corner. What the fuck were you crying about? I still don't know. But also, I, okay. I, I mean, I what? Told you what I was crying about. I was feeling for Ronnie. That's it. And by the oh. way, Ronnie, you know how you always said Wolfie's a weirdo? Like, Wolfie used to cover Ronnie, and Ronnie would complain to me. He'd say, oh, listen, yeah. this guy Wolfie's a fucking weirdo. And I would like, you know, <laughs> Ron, I don't think Ronnie's seeing straight, because Wolfie seems like a regular guy, but the general consensus out of uh, Miami was that you all thought Wolfie was a weirdo, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> different. Uh, really? I really like yeah. Wolfie, but he's, yeah, he's different, you know. What he's is, his what own is man. going on? I like What's Wolfie too. About him? But what is going on with Wolfie? I mean, what it, well, give me the rundown on this guy. Why does everyone think he's so strange? It's just someone yeah. said to me, it's pretty obvious that Wolfie has Asperger's syndrome. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I didn't say I that. do. I somebody didn't say said that. Wolfie. Crew, yeah, that Jesus. Wolfie has it. Wolfie, someone said you have Asperger's. I don't even I know what w- that is. Step up. I would love to hear the, the person in this crew that said that I have Asperger's. Step let, up. Let, let, <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? I it's, on the now. it's on the spectrum. I think Wait it, a second. I think it was uh no. I think it was Mr. Delabate. I didn't Uh-oh. say that. People were saying that that night. A couple of people came up to me, they go, people are He's saying fucked it. up, right? You realize you realize <laughs> he's got Asperger's and I was like, I don't think that's true. But I can't I wish I I wish I could remember who said it to me, and if you were here, admit Ronnie, it. Somebody what was it when Wolfie was covering it. you, what was it about him that was so weird? Because like he, he seemed to have a handle on it. He would always be like lurking in a corner. Like really weird, with that microphone, and he had that look on his face. Like oh, you mean I was doing my job yeah. recording you? No, like, no, that's dude, what I'm supposed no, you, to be doing. No, like, shit. You were weird. Like you oh, would, yeah. you would so, disappear. You would disappear into your room and like, oh, I'm just, I'm not. We would invite people. We would invite him to go to was dinner, in, and he was like. In, no, no, not Miami, Vegas. dude. We're talking Vegas going back. Hey, Ronnie, you, you were so... You, you, were, you were the biggest weirdo you ever in Vegas. Hey, dipshit, listen. In no, Vegas, not hey, dipshit. When, when not I hey, dipshit. When I covered uh, you in Vegas, I had another job. I'd be out with you until 3 o'clock in the morning, Vegas time, sleep for an hour, then go do my regular job well, for my nobody, hotel Well, nobody, you know, nobody put a gun in head to do that. Yeah, Ronnie, <laughs> I remember... Job. Ronnie, I remember you said Wolfie killed the vibe at a porn convention years ago. You guys went wow. to the porn convention. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember? He, yeah. 
I mean, it was the weirdest shit. Like, he wanted me to get on this wheel and get strapped onto it and spin around on it. <laughs> it, it was, he, yeah. he was weird, man. Trying to get you to do content for the show. Yeah, That's so content strange. For the show. Yeah. So, wait, I, co I cover you with a microphone and I have you do stuff for content. That's so strange, Ron. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Wolfie, in your defense, you are a reporter for the show and you're yes. supposed to disappear into the background and just keep the microphone on Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, you know. there's no one on this show yeah, that well, I'm not the one who just said it. That that also. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot it of was... people agreed with you, Ronnie. I'll tell you that. Hey, is Wolfie invited to your wedding? Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know because he might kill the vibe. Even though he's weird. <laughs> you don't want to know why he's weird? He doesn't yell cunt nonstop like I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, he's a buzzkill. Well, nobody yeah. can put their finger on the weirdness of Wolfie. I don't know. They well, I weird. think he's weird, but I think his weirdness is what makes him good at what he does. And I think why do people don't... think Wolfie has Asperger's? Though I mean, I don't detect. I, I that. never said that. Yeah, this is that. new. I have not heard. I think this he's one. listen. Wolfie's very tall and kind of imposing, and you might not realize that until you're with him again, uh -huh. not over Zoom. And I think he just kind of sits there and quietly observes, and he's kind of hulking like a like a Michael Myers type uh, figure. <laughs> the only weird thing wow. I ever heard about Wolfie was in the back of his, you know, in his backyard, he's got a bird feeder, <laughs> and he yeah. discriminates against certain birds living in the birdhouse. He's got like a little professional birdhouse. He loves birds. Uh -huh. But mm -hmm. some birds he doesn't want in there, and he even when he leaves, he has his neighbors on the lookout to make sure certain birds don't get in there. Is that right? He's like Wolfie? Alfred Hitchcock. That is true. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's like I, weird. I'm very particular birds. about the birds that I want in my yard. <laughs> what is normal. the bird? God. What is the bird you like, and what is the bird you hate? Okay, so the bird that I I love, not like love, tree swallows. That they're just they're amazing birds. They swallow, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the birds that I the birds that I hate. The birds that I hate are house sparrows. That they're uh, they're not supposed to be in this in this region or this country anyway. And they they kill all these <laughs> these native birds, and I I, I despise them. Oh my That's god! That's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm telling you, weirdo. I told so to you keep my the point. house sparrows out. He got this like high tech birdhouse. So it's a birdhouse with this HD Wi-Fi camera built into it, so he can monitor the birdhouse who's in it and out of it at all time. And then he gets it hooked up to solar panels, so it runs constantly, never has to worry about changing batteries or anything. So this is like a full time job. But wow. how does he keep the how does he keep the other birds out? He has well, scarecrows. I, yeah, I, I do have scarecrows, but if I see if I see these other birds go into the house, I I evict them. I just yeah, go in and okay. I, I clear out their clear out their nests. Wolfie dresses I feel up bad. as a scarecrow. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the uh, the brown wrens who move in. Like kind of rip them out of their home. weird way. <laughs> I mean, weird. Wren, wrens are okay. I don't mind them as much, but it's the house sparrow. Oh, the house, house sparrows, sparrows go garbage. in. They'll they'll kill anything, any other bird or eggs that are in a house. House sparrows go in and just destroy them, and it's really sad when it happens. So if I if I get those, I, I hey. remove them. Uh, not to change the subject, them. but I will. Speaking of sad, now don't tell me the answer to this yet. I just wanted to set up my night last night. Last huh. night I was watching uh I was watching the end of American Idol, I hadn't finished it, and then I said, I know the fucking Knicks are playing right now. Oh, I am not gonna watch. Don't tell me anything yet. <laughs> I am not gonna watch the game because I can't take it anymore. I can't stand watching the Knicks not just lose, but getting clobbered. Well, of course it was about quarter to ten. I said, Fuck this. Let me see what's happening. I go over to the game. Again, the Knicks were in the middle of getting clobbered. They'd come up a couple of points, sometimes get within six or seven. 
I had one minute to go in the quarter, and I said to my wife, I turn off the TV. My wife goes, she was in the middle of sleep. She goes, what did you just do? I go, I turned it off. She goes, there's one minute left in the game. How do you turn it off? I said, I'll tell you what. The Knicks are going to fucking lose, and I don't want to see it. It's, it just upsets the fuck out of me. I got to get to sleep. I got to work tomorrow morning, and I turned it off. So I don't know what happened, but I do. I know they lost. Uh, Gary, give me the news. They lost. Exactly. Everything you saw was true. Within five points, seven points, nine points, they just could not get there. They lost. And so it's over turn, now, right? No, That's it. No, no, they, no, no. One, one more, more game. No. They lose. Yeah, they got to win three games in a row, Howard. Three games. They're not going to do it. All three. No, it was, but they, but it they'll was be back. At the, they'll be back at the garden though for the next two. So all right, maybe they'll pick up a game at the garden. Right. right. What are they going to hide the basket from Miami in the no, garden? No. Miami's yeah, that's dumb. what they'll do. The fans <laughs> will hide the basket, so they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll wave those person. stupid little uh, things they wave, those tubes, so that the team will get distracted at the free throw line. Howard, the first two know. quarters, the Knicks just get, they turned the ball over. I, I, it must have been over a dozen I know. times. Yeah. It was so hard to watch. I tuned in. They couldn't get a rebound. I yeah. mean, Miami was having thing. a way. And by the way, they lucked out having Miami playing yes. Miami. Miami was right. a shitty team. Yes. Yes. Theoretically, now Miami looks like a super team next to the Knicks. Yeah, no, and rebounding the, is they do. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and the Knicks should have out rebounded them, and then that Jimmy yep. Butler dude just he just, he like he ass fucks them. Yeah. He has his way. He has his way with. He them. does. He does. He just like he's just like you know what I'm going to fuck you in the ass like deliverance. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But it was so upsetting. I'm not even going to think I'm going to watch the next game. I'm just I'm out. Now what if they I've win the it. next game and you don't watch it? They win the next game. Are you back watching? I'll watch. You I'm gonna talk. <laughs> I want the Knicks to win so bad. That's the problem. If I didn't care, I could watch. Like, I'm going to watch the Celtics or, you know, because they're playing well and I'll watch them and I don't have any skin in the game. And this is the weirdness of being a sports fan, Howard, because the Knicks came into the season. They've gotten way further than anyone thought when the season started. So that's true. But on the other hand, so on one hand, this is a huge success of a season. On the other hand, it feels like a gigantic failure because they've gotten this far and they can't go any further. And it's just like, it's maddening. And Howard, we're a team too. We're, you know, we're a team, a young team that we, that we started. We didn't just like hire some big superstar or like, you know, kind of cash it in like that. We, we, we literally built this team up from the bottom up and it's like, you know, it's something to be proud of if we win with it. You know, there's no. Yeah, Dave, Mike, don't say we. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that. I'm yeah. such a new fan. I feel like I'm a part, I don't feel like I'm a part of the team. Yeah, we did it. Uh, yeah, you're not part of the team. I mean, we didn't build anything. And, and when did he build? Yeah, I was like, whoa, years. what did he do for the team? You need to get Just go back to busting room. Ronnie's balls. <laughs> Let's go back to gay Save stuff. Your I'm really brother. zoned Save out. Your <laughs> hey, Mike, did Ronnie do anything right in Las Vegas that you want to compliment him on? Or was everything just wrong with the pineapple drinks and wearing the Las shirt Vegas. too many days. No, he I mean, had some Miami. cool. He had a nice pair of shoes on that he, he wore one day. He had some cool sneakers. He had a pair of Air, Nike Air Maxes that were cool. Um, no kidding. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's he getting better. Cool he's, you know, he's getting better and better. Um, one thing he does though that's a little wrong. He wears black, long black <laughs> socks with the Air Maxes. He shouldn't do that. He should wear a pair of ankle socks or a pair of like. Uh, you know, uh, they call them no shows where you don't see you don't see the yeah. socks. socks, right? You want to um, know something though? Like Ronnie's an older dude. I got the no shows, but sometimes they um, 
They, they're they, uncomfortable. They just, they're uncomfortable. They just kind of like uh, come off or something. They don't stay yeah, on. Yeah, they're they're on stay on your heel. You yeah. got to get and the right And they show pair. off my spindly legs. <laughs> well, yeah, there's ones that have like this little rubber thing on the back. Yeah, they stick the to grip. The, yeah, they stick to the back of your like. Your so back what are you saying? Your... Ronnie walks around in shorts with black socks and and sneakers. Yeah, like he should just wear a pair of no shows, no black socks with a pair of sneakers. Wait a second. He wears shorts and black socks. Yeah. Oh, like I like that. Yeah, and Ryan, they come you can't up do his that. leg? No, they don't no, come up they too high. They're knee high. Knee high. You're full of shit. No, they don't come up that high. Knee high, like compression socks? They come up above his ankle. Yeah, they do. No, he's giving you, Rombo, he's giving you good advice there. You should listen to the kid. He knows what he's talking about. I was trying to check out his glasses. He has nice glasses. He's got a nice pair of product glasses. I was trying to check them out. He wouldn't let me look at He was grabbing at them. Ronnie showed me his glasses, let me hold them, and Mike was intense, grabbing at them like a a fucking bear. Those are grotters. Be careful. Yeah. Mike Wintour. (laughs) Yeah, Ronnie's a sharp guy. Sometimes he just falls off a little bit. Like, he just needs a little guidance. Yeah, calm down. Dress it to impress. Wolfie, what happens when a a crow gets into your birdhouse? I don't care. The the hole's too small. (laughs) Do you ever see tucked titmouses? I have it all figured out, Ronnie. All right, all right. I'm sure you I'm do, Alfred. <laughs> you know, Howard, I'm, I'm Alfred, on this uh, his Alfred, website. It's like Alfred Hitchcock over there with the birds. <laughs> what is it, I'm Chris? I'm a little shocked. I'm a little shocked on this wedding website. If you go to wedding party, I would have thought for sure JD would have been part of Ronnie's, you know, no. either. <laughs> there is no JD's wedding party. Not a very there. small wedding party. There's just well, a bridesmaid a and section. a matron of honor and a, and a best man. Who's Let's the see. best man, Kurt Busch? No. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw your son. Uh, that's that's a good move. I like yeah. that. But even Peanut, the dog, is involved. I mean, at least you could have given JD that role. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. talk to Stephanie about talk to Stephanie about that. That's her. The whole dog thing is her deal. I'm fine attending. That's fine. Hold on a second, guys. Oh, ex president of the United States, Donald Trump. Hi, Donald. Good morning. Listen, listen, I agree with Wolfie. Birds coming from Mexico are bird rapists and criminals. All right. Biden is letting every bird through the border. We're going to have a total sparrow band, a total sparrow band. And if I'm elected president, we're sending every house sparrow to liberal California. Well, I'm glad actually you're here because... um I was watching the video. Did you guys watch the video of Donald's uh, deposition? Oh yeah, fucking wild. I mean, uh, you, <laughs> Thank you you said well, you said no, a very high action, you know, high action I've deposition every episode. <laughs> you said you said E. Jean Carroll, the woman mm-hmm. who's accusing you of rape, wasn't right. your type. And right. I don't know if that's a good defense in a rape trial, saying she's not your type. It's a tremendous de- a defense. You know why? It's true. She wasn't my type. All right. Neither was her bulldog lawyer. I have, you know, I have a very specific, very specific type. Tens only. Tens you only are into tens. Tens. <laughs> exactly. And I listen. And I want to be clear. I want to be clear. Pure physical tens. None of this. She's got a nice personality. Shit. All right. You know? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you love ladies. I know that. But I you do. might have gone too I do. far. I mean, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to make this so crystal clear. All right. I'll give you a couple of examples. Robin, right? My yeah. type. Robin. My type. Gorgeous. Great rack. Takes it in the dumper. Those are that's one, <laughs> two, three. For what do you, OK, I'll All give right? you one. I'll give you one. Okay. Kamala Harris. 
Oh, please. Not my type. Not my type. Shrill, unpleasant, looks like a transgender Frankenstein. Oh. You said, wait a second. You said, you said, uh, famous men have been grabbing women. Yes. You said, famous men have been grabbing women by the pussy for a million years. Now, that a can't be true. Years. A million years. A million years. It's true. It's, Howard, historical fact. Historical fact. Since the dawn of time, men have been grabbing pussies. You know this. You know that. Let's no, just say, I don't. Yes, you I do. Uh, no, cavemen, I don't. Cavemen were grabbing them by the pussy. What do you think they were doing back then? They had nothing else to do. It was a well, lot of pussy well, grabbing. Uh, uh, how Let's far back say, does it... Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I'm going to go to something you can relate to from the Bible. From the Bible, all right? Let's just say when Noah, great guy, by the way, tremendous guy, was rounding up animals for his ark, all right? He started with two kitties, if you know what I mean, all right? You know that, right? Um, all right. <laughs> Another I big guy, Genghis Khan. Genghis right. Khan grabbed so much pussy that everyone in China is related to each other now. A lot of interest. You're saying disgusting. Genghis Khan grabbed women by the pussy and now everyone is a relative of his? Yes, you know, you can check. Yeah. Robin, you're smart. Check that one out, okay? You can you do think that. Well, you, well you, I mean, you are picking out some of the best people, cavemen the best people. and Genghis Khan. Yes, in the lineage. Well, wait. Well, how about this? How about George Washington, one of our founding fathers? All right. Yeah. You're gonna tell me he never got some side meat? You know, those wooden <laughs> teeth left some splinters and a lot of labia. A lot of labia. I don't. Oh, uh, I, I don't uh, doubt you believe all this stuff. But what I'm I trying to tell you it. is, in a, in a in a deposition, if you say all this kind of crazy shit, you're gonna go to jail or something. I mean, I'm not going a- to jail. I mean, look, look, the guy who invented fire. What a rock. Star, right? You know, right. I bet you got a lot of pussy. People are like, oh, I want to be with him. You got a lot of pussy. And I bet the next thing he invented was the shocker. The shocker. You know what the shocker is. <laughs> What's the shocker? What you is the know shocker? what the shocker oh, yeah. is. Knows. You know, that's two in the pink, <laughs> one in the stink. Oh. Um, <laughs> one in the stink, just as well. So, you know, so you're, not, you, you, surprise, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to testify at this uh, so-called trial, right? You, you're not, you're, you, you, you're not doing it. I will not be there. All right, give me a break. I mean, I can't remember. I, you know, it's just, I, I, it's not even fair. It's not fair I, to me. All right, it's you, not fair to what me. What would happen if you showed up to court? I mean, um, you, 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 why won't you testify? You should maybe. No, 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 no. If I showed up to court every time someone lied about me, I'd never get anything done. Plus, what if I get there and it's a jury full of ugly broads, all right? That's not going to be a fair trial. And court <laughs> is for losers. Court's for losers. It's, right, if well, it's not, for, Honestly, honestly, the reason I'm not going... I don't want to look at that dump truck of her lawyer again. Disgusting, Howard. She looks like right. Martha Stewart. Have... Fuck the scarecrow. Not my. Do you have... All right. Let me get that over this. I, I, I see Ralph's on the phone. He wants to talk to the guys. But do you, do you have any last thoughts, Mr. Trump, on anything? Yes. Um, as I stated for the record, I only bang tens. It's very clear. It's on the record. But I might be willing to make an exception for the judge in my case if she rules in my favor. She's a total pig, but sometimes a man's <laughs> got to get his hands and his penis dirty. All right. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, just throwing right. it out there. All my right. legal and team it, says busted face win the case. Busted <laughs> face win the case. What do you think of Ronnie and Mike Perlman uh, going at each other? What do you think of that? 
I think they're latent homosexuals. Latent homosexuals. <laughs> a lot of that went on in caveman time, too, so they just have to accept it. Do you think Wolfie has Asperger's? Absolutely. <laughs> five seconds I figured out that one out. That was incredible. But I think those two should just kiss and get over it, like a deep tongue kiss. And uh, JD has, a che has cheeseburgers. JD cried. JD cried. JD cried. Do you think that's a result of him having cheeseburgers? I think it's a result of being around all of you, but you've got the best people, Howard. You've got the best people. We do. We do. Wuffy is right. the full R word. <laughs> Wuffy looks slower than Eric. Got <laughs> 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 a normal person on your staff. Everyone's missing chromosome or something. <laughs> So you think Wolfie, you won't say the R word, of course, because you're the ex-president. Right? You say That's he's full right. on R That's word. Right. All right, well, there yeah, you go. Right. He's, he's on the struggle bus. He's on the struggle bus. What a weirdo show. And why isn't Wolfie wearing a helmet? That's all I, that's all. You know, probably soft up top. Mr. President, you're certainly not politically correct. You never, like never. You and that's why you love me. That's why right. you love did me. I'm going to send you, you see, all a Trump helmet. Did you see Chris and uh, did you see Chris and uh, and and Sal making out? Did you see that? Oh, my God. Gross. Gross. Uh, just right. a total boner killer. Right. <laughs> <Not> for me. <laughs> when I'm elected, no more of that gay stuff. Believe me. <laughs> That's going to end everything. But uh, I, Sal, Sal have to go back to his wife. I mean, I wow. did love his Bing Crosby rant. How that was so great. That was so good. No one talks about Bing. No one talks. You know, he beat his kids. He was a wonderful guy. Wonderful right. You guy. haven't lost. You haven't lost a step, Mister. So on. Nope. I, I'm yeah. deporting all the gays. By the way, once I'm back. In all the gays, Chris is going to be deported. Oh, come on, and Sal, too. I guess. Yes, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve or Adam and Chris. In this, in this case, <laughs> Sal right. and Chris, Sal and Chris, <laughs> Sal and Chris, <laughs> Mr. President. Uh, thank you for your words about Ronnie and Mike Perlman, about uh, Wolfie's about uh, Asperger's, Wolfie? about yeah. JD's. Yes. I was JD's. told Wolfie was drinking from a dribble cup in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I have people everywhere. I have the best people. Best people. I'm deporting Wolfie too. Okay. But Wolfie's not gay, Mr. President. He just has Asperger's. Slow and gay. We're going to have smart, straight people in this country, not a bunch of slow gays. Where can you send Wolfie? Wolfie's from the U.S. Oh, we'll find a place for him. We'll find a place for him. It's true. We're, we we got some great people, but every vote you, counts. So, Wolfie, vote for me, and then you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get an invite to Ronnie's wedding? And have you been on the website? He begged me, begged me to come, and that that website is just it got so many typos and grammatical errors. It's like a five year old wrote it. All right. Listen, uh, Mr. President, uh, thank you very much for your honesty, at least. And uh, absolutely, you're on fire this morning. I yeah, am. I am fire. on fire. I feel great. I'm going to win this case. I'm going to win this case. Oh, by the way, I do have to say, Ronnie's wife is hot. Young, hot wife, smoking hot, like yes. Melania. By the way, right. I gotta respect like that. that. Yeah, I, I have to. That. He's got something going on. He does. He does. You got to hand it to him. His wife is hot. There's no she question. Really, she really is. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're out there in Las Vegas where there's so much pussy in that town. It's unbelievable. Well, that shows you how hot his wife is because Ronnie has get, forsaken all other pussy 
or just his wife. That's for Dicko. Dicko Tavern. All right. <laughs> well, Mr. President, uh, you've said it. Uh, I think your point is that it is most important in life to marry someone hot. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're yes, saying about Yes, and as president, I will demand Stephanie sleep with me. That what wow. I used to do in the old days. <laughs> well, okay, all right. <laughs> Listen, uh, you sound very pumped up. Thank you very I'm much. I'm very pumped up. It's going to be a win today. I'm very excited. I'm doing the Any, town uh, hall and fake news CNN. It's going to be great. Any uh, last words for Wolfie uh, about his Asperger's? <laughs> yes, we just found out where we're sending you, Wolfie. You're being uh, you're being deported to Slovanka. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. President. There you go, Slovanka. Howard, All right. What did you give Wolfie uh, an Asperger's test to find out? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'll Great. take it. What the hell is an Asperger's test? It's on the spectrum test. There's no Asperger's anymore. Have to draw a cat on or the something. Spectrum. JD uh, chiming in says uh, he knows what this is. And, uh, <laughs> it's weird how he knows. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, Wolfie. Uh, <laughs> they haven't, you guys they, are terrible. They haven't figured out what, what's going on with JD yet. There's no test for it. Uh, <laughs> Trust me. Don't be so sure. Yeah. We're going to get you tested, no, Wolfie. Wolfie, and we're going to find out if you have the Asperger's and if J.D. has the cheeseburgers. Uh, Ralph, go ahead. You're on the air. And if you're taking the struggle bus, that was great. <laughs> I have never heard that term before. The struggle, was the struggle bus. Trump, get Trump back. Was it two in the uh, pink and one in the stink or two yes. in the stink and one in the pink? Two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah. You've been doing it wrong, Ralph. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I got to say, this is like the greatest, uh, and I want to sincerely thank you for not inviting me to uh, Florida because I would have been a mess, too. I would have you embarrassed would have been myself crying, like the, too? I would have been worse than these guys. It's so great to hear other people embarrass themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. Sal can't even say Bing Crosby. If you listen to that tape, it's Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on in those tapes that we'll be dissecting for years to come on this show. Oh, all good. I just don't get. I mean, you know, Mike and uh, Ronnie go back and forth like this all the time, and and I, Ronnie seems really pissed off, and I get it because the guy's annoying as fuck, and it's his whole thing, and you just lose your shit sometimes. But why would he invite him to the wedding? You know, it's gonna, something's going to happen. There's going to be a fight with those two. Like, no, I'm not. Why would you invite, still invite him to the wedding if you got so upset over him a couple of comments the other night? I'm I don't know, man. I, I, feel, I feel bad not inviting him. Thanks, Ronnie. <laughs> it's like that, well, like the I'm other night. At the, the, no, the other night at the thing, at the dinner. Make fun of your suit. He's going to go, what, 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 Yeah, what, I know. No, whatever, dude. No, Ronnie, I'm not going to do that at your wedding, dude. The, the other night at the dinner, they threw him out. They told him to go home, <laughs> and I got th then I got pissed off because oh, yeah. they were going to throw him out, and I, then I felt bad. Yeah, Ronnie was like, "You bring him back, or I'm leaving. I'm not coming." <laughs> the whole thing is Howard, weird. Me and Ronnie, the whole thing is weird. In other words, Ronnie, they took him out. He was annoying you. You were throwing drinks at him and shit, and you hated him. Then when they took him out, you were like, "Oh shit, bring him back." So well, no, we, yeah. Well, can we, we be more honest? The, we got to the dinner. We got to we got to the dinner. And then it started escalate again at the dinner a little bit. And then when Chris ran out of there, then they realized that maybe there was too much shit going on. And they threw, they told him to go home. 
I don't know if I ran. No, hey, no. Ga- Howard uh, and Gary. Oh, Gary, don't tell me that. They they calm they to calm everything down. They told him to leave when we showed up you at down. Dinner. Yeah, when we showed up, we actually got to the restaurant. This is when Gary and I talk about it just being a dark day. It was it was the tension and anger and literal fear that something horrible was going to happen because we were on a rooftop and oh, and no seriously we sat we had this huge long table and we sat you at opposite ends of the table and it was still such a scary feeling that something bad might oh, happen. Oh, stop! And you two are like two women. No, Ronnie God, was staring at Perlman like a pit bull. Ronnie, what the fuck, Ronnie? You were staring off a roof. Hold on, Ronnie, Ronnie. Be, be honest, you're at the end of the table, right? Perlman's at the other end of the table. Right. When I walk in, I just see you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Like you were like, <laughs> so, 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 afternoon, though, dude. So, so Jason and I had a conversation. How do we defuse this? So the first part was, let's send Ronnie home. And we knew that wasn't going to happen. So then we said, why don't we just send Perlman home? Cause that'll calm Ronnie down. We tell Perlman to leave. Ronnie gets wind of this. He goes fucking ballistic. I'm fucking getting on a plane tomorrow. You're not going to make me the asshole of this party. You're not going to make me look like a fucking fool. So that's what happened. So we got to keep You know what? Roddy, I would have done the same thing for you, dude. I would have done the same exact thing for you, Roddy. These guys trying to defuse the situation is the greatest, too, because that's yeah. not really the solution. Well, listen, I mean, it's still, I mean... You, Mom you know, and Dad over there. Well, Ronnie... Someone to be in charge. You get so crazy and you're throwing shit oh, at the guy. Oh, dude, I, did I you know? kill anybody? No, we, but that's so why, because we were there. I mean, who the fuck knows with you? No, it wasn't a hard glass. It, it was, was a pineapple drink. A plastic yeah. cup, and I didn't throw the whole thing. I just flunked. <laughs> you didn't I even took hit me with it. And I went, again, I, just I got the brunt of it. I, I, I got <laughs> the drink <laughs> with me. You were happy. You didn't care. You were so fucked I up. I loved it. You didn't give but it. But, but, your, but Ronnie, you did put your hands on Perlman. I mean, you did lay hands on him, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell the yeah. truth. Tell I the truth. Laid hands. Yeah, I laid hands you on him. Okay. It was kind of like a slappy thing. Oh, no, he grabbed him by the collar. Yeah, yeah. I didn't grab. See, Jason, you're blowing bullshit out of fucking control. I didn't let JD say it then. JD, did Ronnie grab. I, I couldn't I reach there. a collar. I grabbed him by his middle of his shirt. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed him by his shirt. And wow, like, that's you know, aggressive. A little bit. Grabbed him by his cock. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed what he could stand up to. His- yeah, exactly. He, he grabbed what he could reach. <laughs> I grabbed his belt buckle. JD, were you nervous when uh, Ronnie grabbed Mike's uh, shirt? Weren't you a little nervous? Uh, I, I, no, I wasn't. I Because I, listen, again, we had seen this all day. Like, this was going on during. <laughs> Show for Christ's sake! They were arguing right. while I forget who the guest was, but oh, they had like, a crazy fight in the like bullpen. during the Alex yeah. Crow interview or, or, or in Pitbull or what? What was whoever. the fight? What was the fight during Pitbull? What was going? It was on? Just going back I and can forth. T- no, I can tell exactly what it was. Perlman went on Google and started oh, yeah. to look at different eras of Ronnie and say, "This <laughs> look how your hair was different color, you know, back in the nineties or the late or the early 2000s. and that's when things I think really started to go to a different level. Yeah. That finished that night at the engagement party. It was brewing. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Mike, Howard, I, I want to be clear so, about something. Ronnie, what did that just... set you off when Mike was busy looking? Yeah, at because the... I, dude, I, you know, we went through this years ago on the fucking air that I was used to just for men and all that bullshit. So I don't know what he was trying to prove. I had admitted to it years he ago. He was just enjoying it. He was Mike. What uh, well, what was he trying to uh, prove, Mike? What were you? No, trying he's to trying prove? to get under my fucking skin. Well, no, dude, that's was, what he no, does. No, no. You Let's hear what he was. What was your point about? Because Ronnie wasn't admitting to the hair. He was saying.
saying, I just did my beard. I was just my beard. It wasn't my beard. It wasn't my hair. My hair never touched. Yeah, right. But I don't know. I was looking at the pictures. I thought differently. Probably like, let's go to Google for this. No, because, <laughs> dude, you get older. You get older. Right. Your hair turns gray if it's sometimes. Some people, yes. Some people, no. Yours falls out. Mine turned gray. Right. But, like, you know, whatever, whatever, Ronnie. But it was, it was gray, like, on the bottom, like, and then it looked like something yeah, was over well, it. Well, people do have fucking hair like that. I don't know. There was, you gotta look, look at, at it. Now, it's a very it's visual the same thing. way, dude. It's all fucking Mike, gray here. All Mike gray. was like a prosecutor. He'd go, Something look at this one. You, 2009. It set Ronnie off. All right. Yeah, all to, right. To, all right. To, to defend Ronnie a little bit, Howard, <laughs> that, like, Mike was doing this all day long, and in the bullpen, when there were no microphones around, like he just he pokes every minute of every day, so he shouldn't be surprised when Ronnie poked back. <laughs> right, right. In other words, but, but that uh, is aggressive. Was... Putting your hands on him, Ronnie, like you right. wrapped him. That's a lot. It was well, a all right. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Ralph, come on, don't be an instigator. All right, <laughs> yeah, thank come you, on, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph, starting. <laughs> Try to up. get along here, Ralph. Ridiculous. The king of uh, bad behavior. Uh, all right. Made. Let's review yeah. real quick. Miami, I say it was good to be with everyone. This is the kind of thing that happens when people are together. It becomes a uh, a cauldron of fire. Shit show. A shit show. It's great. Kissing <laughs> and grabbing and right. Oh, wait. And, 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 the, and uh, you know, wild stuff happened. Uh, Ronnie is inviting Mike Perlman to the wedding. Chris and Sal were making out, oh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Fucking, who cares? Uh, J- JD was crying. <laughs> Wolfie now, everyone thinks has Asperger's. <laughs> we had a word was thrown around. haven't tested yeah. the, the awkward. Yeah, yeah let's all go to Dick Hole Tavern. What makes Wolfie weird? Everybody says weird, but nobody can say, well. I'm going to stand we, up for my man. I don't think he's weird. Again, I haven't spent as much time as Ronnie has with Wolfie. You've but, spent uh, no time with <laughs> Okay, let's be honest. I barely know time. Wolfie. I couldn't even tell you what his last name is, or his, I don't even know what his name is. Is Wolfie the uh, first or the last? Howard, name? you really don't know my last name? Nope, wouldn't have a clue. Oh my god! <laughs> I, honest to God, I know your name is Wolfie. I think your first name is Bob or something. Yeah, Robert yeah. Wolfie? Is it Robert Wolfie? <laughs> Robert Wolfie. <laughs> and that's weird. What is your name? What is your name? My last name is Wolf. <laughs> like oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so you're Robert Wolf. Yes. There you go. Yes. I figured like it a out. Serial killer. The name of a serial killer. <laughs> how many years? You how many years you've been sort of part of the show or around the show? Uh, the first thing I ever submitted to the show that made it on the air was 2008. Yeah. So oh. since 2008, I don't know your name. Exactly. <laughs> right, so that should keep Richard, you humble. Richard, Richard and Sal couldn't stand him in the beginning. They was they were so annoyed with him. Can I say something, Ronnie? Wolfie, I am a Wolfie fan, and he knows it. I said from the beginning, if we ever get a budget, uh, we're hiring Wolfie. I don't know what this asshole does for a living, but I, I think he'd be good on our show. And I believe I was right. I'm sorry. I believe I was right. Yeah, he's always good to have. It's always good to have. Addition. Yeah. He's responsible for some of the best convention coverage of anyone. Like, it's always good to have a weirdo in the corner. Totally. (laughs) Wolfie, what what did you used to do? Let's, let's spotlight Wolfie since now we know his name. Robert Wolf. (laughs) My my background was all in the travel industry, working for hotels, working for airlines. So I was escaping the law. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, so working well, with corporate clients, basically. I see. And now uh, you're full-time with us, and uh, we love you. We think you're doing a great job. 
And, like, uh, and you're weird. You're just a little weird. weird. <laughs> you're a weirdo. I like Ronnie thinks you're a weirdo. That's when weirdo. you're a weirdo. That's when you're normal. <laughs> he never well, says, I, let's fuck some whores. That makes him Ronnie weird. And I, Ronnie and I used to sit in the car, you know, and we'd be talking after the show, and, like, Ronnie would be like, hey, that Wolfie's a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, I would hear Ronnie's <laughs> you know, what, thoughts. What one of my favorite pieces of tape from Miami is is drunk Ronnie. He's in he's in the streets of Miami yelling cunt cunt cunt, and then he's yelling your name out. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Cunt cunt. Where is that? Where is that I never, tape? I never said Howard Stern. Oh, Ronnie, you better be careful with what you say. I, I, I had cunt. cunt. Listen, why would past, you do that, Ronnie? Why? It's the greatest. People are yeah. looking out their window and they why, see this hey, old man. Wolfie, why don't you tell him why I was saying cunt? Tell him why. Because you're crazy? I, I don't know. <laughs> why do you say it? You don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, it was, because why we, Ronnie, why is there a good, is there a JD, good reason to why, yell cunt why out why in was the street? Cunt? Why was cunt? Why I, was he saying cunt? Was it was like a, a Tuesday. I was a master of ceremonies or whatever, and I guess there was a uh, a bonus word where uh, and it was cunt. And so, whenever any time what? Ronnie said cunt, we all had to take a drink. It was a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, but wait a second, that may, Ronnie. That maybe you understand what we're also. Doing. I didn't organize that, dude. But why do you have to go along with it? Why do you have to yell out cunt? Because I'm part of this fucking show. This lunatic. Yeah, but, here. but, but, uh, and then yell my name out. So everyone's like, oh, this I is cunt. Your, is, name, oh, yeah. your name was not part Wolfie, of the show. Wolfie, where's the tape? To be clear. Uh, I, I can get it. Give me, give me two seconds. I'll send it All over right, to you. Go ahead. Go get it. I want to hear it. Oh, wow. One of my favorite moments in Miami was uh, we were watching Carrie Underwood, and you know Carrie Underwood's drummer, the drum set had "CU" on it for Carrie Underwood, and I hear, I hear Ronnie behind me going "CU." Uh, he's a, he's unbelievable. <laughs> so Ronnie sees the drum kit that says "CU" for Carrie Underwood, and then he comes he comes up to me and he goes "CUNT." No, I, I should. He's just sitting there on his own, just watching the TV. I, I, I said you take like a little, too little, like a little N and a little T and put it on the bottom, like real small. You know? And then you draw a little pussy on it too. Uh, Albert right, Einstein came up with E equals MC squared, and Ronnie came up with that. I mean, I just, yeah. I just said, wouldn't it be? It wouldn't it be great if there was a little NT on the bottom of the base? Exactly. Right? That's exactly the way I said it. I bet. I know. I know how you think, Wolfie. Let me hear this tape of Ronnie yelling out content Howard Stern. I just sent it to the guys. They should have it now. All right. Here we go. Wow. Exhibit A. I got to hear this. Yeah, you don't oh, want to no. fuck with Wolfie. He's got tape of everything. It's not that weird. He's like he's like these uh, housewives during the reunions pulling out the text messages. You, you guys got the, got the tape of Wolfie? Do you guys have the tape of Wolfie? Just tell me. It's going to be a minute. We got to pull it. We got to load it. It's a whole thing. Uh, mm. Yeah, go ahead. Pull it and load it. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie All right. wants to left. hear if he yeah. did it. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yeah, it and I load it. Yeah. Howard Stern, where are you? Cunt, cunt. Wow. <laughs> yeah, shit. You know if what I my problem is? I, you know, it's bad enough he's yelling out cunt. You know what I mean? He does it at the worst time. Like above his wedding with little children around, he's screaming cunt, 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 cunt. And I'm like, Ronnie, please stop. But, 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 and I don't need, okay, so he's yelling no out cunt. Kids there. <laughs> what, above yeah. his wedding? Sure, Not, there were. I wasn't saying cunt when the little kids were there. 
<laughs> there were tons of little kids there. Hulk Hogan's kids were there. Everyone was there. That was the streets of Miami. Dude, this was later on at night when no, there were no kids. The kids had gone home. There were right, no kids. He surveyed first of all, the room. <laughs> all of Bubba's hillbilly friends, they don't put kids to bed. They let them stay up all night. You know that. Yeah, okay. matter with you. I mean, come on. That's why Ronnie's wedding's an adults only event. So can y'all cut all you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like at the website, it says for Ronnie's wedding, adults only, making it very clear so Ronnie can yell cunt uncovered. <laughs> right. That will on. be yelled. I can yeah. say cunt during the wedding ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Cunt will be yelled. Yeah. <laughs> Orders passed and cunt yelled. Dress right. in your dress to impress. U N T. Carrie Underwood N T. Too bad <laughs> Tammy Wynette wasn't playing. T W A T. Stand what? by your cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. oh. <laughs> Roddy, doesn't doesn't Stephanie like despise that word? I remember you telling me that once. She Didn't, does. You have a cunt jar, right? Whenever you say cunt, you have to put a dollar in the thing. No, I don't have a cunt jar. Paid for the wedding. Yeah. My friend, my friend had the cunt jar. Paid for the wedding. He has to get your it all friend, out. When he's not your friend had a cunt jar that you had to put a dollar in every time you. No, cunt? I didn't. He did. Oh, all right. You got some Here's friends. the tape. Is Wolfie telling the truth? Was Ronnie yelling out cunt in the middle of the street of Miami, and then uh, yelling out in the middle out of the house. street? I don't know yeah. where you were. Yeah, in the middle of the street. Here we Here's go. The all right, this is a minute 34 clip. I've never heard this before. Oh, Let's see if we... There we go. It's a bar crawl, number one. Let's crawl till we fall. You bunch of cunts. Howard! Boom! Yeah! Hey! Hey, Howard, you're in there? I know you're in there, you motherfucker. You cunts. You fucking cunts. Fucking crazy. I've fallen down in front of the Howard Stern van and I can't get up. Why are you doing that? Because I'm fucking macho. My fucking hair is greasy. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck, man? This is what we're talking about. What the fuck is right? What the fuck are you doing? How did that tape get buried? Wow. We're just I bring receipts, it. Robin. I bring receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Fine. burying what the lead. I mean, really? Howard's a cunt. Fuck you. <laughs> Motherfucker. You Mother no, cunt. Not you. Yeah, I don't know about that. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Take two. Cunt. <laughs> you know what's great? Before, before we took the trip to Miami, our etiquette advisor addressed the staff and said, quote, you represent Howard and the show in Miami. Act like it. And they did. That's oh, what, <laughs> yep. they did. 
You see, you got to be more specific because in their mind, they, that's how you represent the Howard Stern show. You yell I cunt out. I for him. Howard Stern. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm employed by Howard Stern. Twat lips, motherfucker. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Get it, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you're too old to be yelling out cunt in the middle of the street. You're just too old for that nonsense, you know? Although I got to give you one thing, man. You still got the energy of a teenager. He's, He's right. got the, the lungs. Yes. yes. God bless him. He's where the you best, that, man. Where's he get that? J.D., where's he get that energy? Man? I don't know, man. Like, like I said, he was ready to get to go to the strip club and stay up until the next morning and go straight to the show. So I was like, <laughs> I, there is no way I could do that. So... Yeah, he was, By the uh, way, he, he was walking I around take, and everything. He, you know, yeah. he yeah. walking around. He doesn't even use a walker, Mike. It's unbelievable. <laughs> walking up and down the street, he's drinking like a fish. It's like there's nothing that could stop him. Slow him down. Usually someone at his age would be like, I got to take a break. I got to sit down. You know, he, <laughs> yeah, he they want to take a cab. He's yeah. walking the two miles. Yeah. I think it's, he's got Asperger's. It's that Asperger energy. <laughs> <laughs> Contagious. God bless him. God bless Ronnie. There you go. Ronnie, That's all I got to that do. is the best tape you've ever made. I mean, of all the cunt tapes and all the do tapes. <laughs> I don't know about that, Robin. It's a good Howard one. Stern. Let's roll till we fall, you bunch of cunts. Howard! Oh, yeah! Hey, by the way, let me. Uh, like all a, right, that like was dude, that was that, that was that van. It was yeah. like it was parked in an alley again. Right, I know. I'm screaming at the Howard Stern. <laughs> you know, van. Howard, he's like a pervy town crier. Like, hear ye, hear ye, you. Because Paul Revere, he needs. We should just yeah. get him a horse, and he can ride through town yelling "cunt." The British are cunting. The British are cunting. <laughs> cunt. You love that word, cunt. You do. You love it, don't you? Not really. I think you do. Could have fooled me. No, I mean, everybody, yeah. that, I mean you're staring at Carrie Underwood's uh, drum kit. You're staring at Carrie Underwood's drum kit, and then all of a sudden you're like, UNT. <laughs> I mean, it's always on your Wait mind. Wait a second. Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got an idea. Wait a second. It's coming to me right now. How, see you, see you. <laughs> yeah, it was so big. It, the see you was so big on the drum, and I just said, imagine these. Just get two little, like micro-sized letters, NT, and, and just put, stick them on the bottom. You know, you what think that would clip? be good for Carrie? You think Carrie Underwood would think that was a good idea? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, Look, there's a cup store. You replace the P with NT and you got cunts. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, Ronnie, when Ronnie says crawl till you fall, like that was his yeah. catchphrase. Yeah. It makes no sense. No. He, pulled, he pulled me aside. He said, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> like that came, Paul McCartney when that he wrote came yesterday. To him the night yeah, but, before, but Ronnie, you understand. So crawl till you fall makes you sound silly because you're crawling so you don't fall. In other words, you've already fallen. You're yeah, crawling. you're crawling. The only you're crawling. things he didn't put together were crawl and cunt. Cunt <laughs> crawl. Crunt. Oh, no, but when you, when you say crawl to you fall, in other words, you, if you're crawling already, you fall. Yeah, but then you're, when you fall, you can't even move anymore. Is what I'm saying. Drink till oh. you drop. You, that would yeah, have but been. that's yeah, but that, nobody asked you. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's an old one. That's yeah. that's not original, yeah. dude. I didn't dream right. about that. I got Crawl another one. You fall is original. I got another yeah, one. That's Crawl right. into a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There I'm you go. copywriting right. that like three feet. Right. All right. The, the, it wasn't a bar a, crawl. It was a and, and by the way, there was nobody around by that van when I did that. Oh yeah, Thank no, God. that's true. That's <laughs> it was in an alley. Not even but you. Driver. You were saying you were you were even denying that you yelled out Howard Stern. And well, I don't remember. See, I was fucked up. Okay, I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. Bronco, oh, right? I'm, like, I'm like Sal. I didn't remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, to recap. Ronnie, the ex-security guard, needed a security guard. And uh, Sal, our 53-year-old writer, needed a 25-year-old producer to remind him yeah, like a human he being. He disappeared here. Yeah. yeah, I know. He left. He Mom, left hours ago. Yeah, he's busy. He's too busy to be on air. You Sal. think he's finally embarrassed by his own behavior? No. Kissing took, a guy will do that. He took advantage. He took advantage of every single minute of that trip, man. It was like the guy that just got well, out of jail. First of all, I'm not busy. I'm working. Secondly, I'm not embarrassed by anything. I think I did pretty good considering it was me. No, so, you did great. No. You did great, Sal. Thank you. You really did great. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, anyway, thank you, guys. I didn't mean for that to go two hours, but uh, we discovered the thing. so much more. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. I do want to mention a couple of things. Uh, number one, tomorrow Ed Sheeran will be on the show, and I'm very excited about that. He's got a song on his new album that I got to admit, it really got me. He wrote yeah? it after his after his friend died. He wrote it. Oh, and I think it's called either Eyes Eyes Closed or what's the name of the Ed Sheeran song? Eyes Closed. It's a new song he wrote. Boy, it's good, but it's heavy. The I one mean, that got to you was Saltwater. No, you know, salt I do water? like, I, I think Saltwater is the best uh, song on his new album, but The Eyes Closed is about his friend who died at 31. And it's good. Eyes Closed. Saltwater is very good. He's, he's a hell of a songwriter, Ed Sheeran. He's coming in and. Uh, he's hey, he won the case. People were trying to say he just ripped off. Oh, yeah. Some songwriter, and you know, it's just like he just sits in this courtroom and shows them how he does it, and yep. they go, "Oh, he didn't rip anybody off." Anyway, tomorrow Ed will uh, be here and perform, and looking forward to that. I always like seeing him; he's always a good guest. And uh, blah 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 blah. All right. Also, let me tell you, thank you, Organic Trio, Organic Trio, a flavorful drink, which has only fifteen calories and one gram of sugar. Thank you, 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 thank you. Visit drinktrio.com. Trio, T-R-E-O. Very good drink. Since Ed's coming in tomorrow, he's got a new album he's promoting. Tour, documentary, whole thing. But I was watching him do it live. And it was really, maybe, I don't know what he's doing tomorrow, but songs. No, it's a bad idea, but how can I help myself? Been inside for most this year, and I thought a few drinks, they might help. It's been a while, my dear, dealing with the cards life dealt. I'm still holding back these tears. When I heard it, I was like, oh, he's got another number one hit. And sure enough, it's the number one single. 
in the UK right now, but I'm sure it'll be here too. My friends are somewhere else. I pictured this year a little bit different. When it is February, a step in the bar, it hit me so hard. Or can it be this heavy? Every song reminds me you're gone. And I feel the lump form in my throat. Cause I'm here alone. Just dancing with my eyes closed. His best friend. Boy, that dude. feels. I yeah, get I that right here. His friend. His friend died unexpectedly, and he wrote the song. He, he had a whole album that he'd been working on for ten years. Ten years, if you can imagine. And then uh, his friend died. Wife got cancer. Blah 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 blah. And he just said, "I'm throwing out the whole album, and I'm going to start all over again." And he did. Wow. Yeah. But that's what he's talking about. This guy Jamal, who was his best friend. Everywhere they used to go, everywhere he sees them, and it's just, you know, he's in real pain. Oh, he's doing this tomorrow. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. Oh. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, you'll see. Very emotional song. Anyways, uh, that's tomorrow, but uh, speaking of songwriters, I was going to say it was rather weird to me that uh, Gordon Lightfoot died, and the weird thing was, as Gary pointed out to me, almost everyone on our staff they they knew the name Gordon Lightfoot, but they didn't know any of his songs. So, huh. I thought that was kind of strange because the dude uh, is he a rock and roll Hall of Fame guy? I don't think he would be. I don't think he's. I think he was hits. more considered folk. Well, yeah, that doesn't make a difference in the rock and roll Hall of Fame, but I don't think he. I don't think they thought he was cool or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, he wasn't Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he had a couple of big songs. And let me see here. Died uh, last week, age of 84. Nobody knows. You know, it was of. interesting to me when I heard that he died. I was like, I had forgotten all about him. You don't <laughs> hear his songs. You don't, you know. He played a uh, 12 string guitar. And his best-known song is Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Although I, I could argue that If You Could Read My Mind was a bigger hit yeah. than that. But but anyway, this song, everyone knew him. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound And the wave broke over the railing Actually, his only number one song was uh, Sundown. So maybe he was best known yes. for that. Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been creeping round my backstairs Sundown was uh, referring to his ex-girlfriend. It was about an ex-girlfriend who was always out partying while he was home writing music. So he's like, uh, Sundown, what does he say? Sundown, sundown. You better take care if I find you been creeping around my backstairs. She's been looking like a queen in a sailor's dream and she don't always say what she really This is crazy. They think the girlfriend, again, uh, this is a, a note I read. I don't have this. I don't know if this is actual fact, but the girlfriend they think was Kathy Smith, who was later involved in that whole John Belushi story. With the, Are you that's, kidding? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on that because mm -hmm. it was a rumor. It was a rumor. No one knows for real. Okay. All right.
And then uh, he had Carefree Highway. That was another song. Every highway. Had a lot of songs. Slip away. Yeah. Slip away on you. Maybe he should be in the rock. He should be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Well, I just I remember think. you'd hear him all the time for the longest time. You know, he was always putting out songs. They got a lot of radio airplay. Yeah, no, these were big hit. If you could read my yeah. mind, read your mind, love. What a tale your thoughts could tell. It's about his uh, forced the first divorce, not his forced divorce. What? You know what I mean? His first divorce. Nominated for five Grammys. Won uh, 16 Juno Awards, which are the Canadian Grammys. And 20 studio albums. Four top 10 songs. His songs were recorded by Elvis, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Jimmy Buffett, Harry Belafonte, Gary Belafonte. Both. <laughs> The Grateful Dead and Olivia Newton-John. Billy Joel uh, paid tribute to him the other night at uh, Madison Square Garden and did uh, a little cover. Rest in peace, and Gordon Lightfoot. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Wasn't that like a six-minute song? Yeah, it was very long. It would have been better if it would have been three and a half, as we know, Robert. <laughs> as we've often said. Could have taken out a verse and a chorus, and we would have had a bigger song. Uh, there was a lot going on in that song. I still don't know. I mean, I I, re I know. I, know, I couldn't I assume, keep track of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume Edmund Fitzgerald was a ship and, you know. I'm yeah. going to take his word for it. I think I, um, I think I remember that he just read an article in a paper about that and just wrote the song, which is almost sounds like he read in the song. It sounds like he's just reading the paper, or reading the, the article. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, uh, Casey Kasem's Jr. All right, there you go. Hey, here, here's Gordon Lightfoot reading the newspaper. <laughs> The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down at the big lake they call Gitchagumi. What? <laughs> the lake it is said never gives That ain't easy day. to write a song with Lake Gitchigumi. Gitchigumi in, in it, yeah. By the I way, should say that to I should I, say that to Ed Sheeran tomorrow. I'll say, Ed, if you're such a great songwriter, which he is, I'll say, uh, I want you to write a song about Lake Gitchigumi. Uh, <laughs> I bet you he could do it. I bet you he could do it. I'm telling we'll you. We'll see. Hey, Howard, by the yeah. way, that song was done in one take, and the one mm. take you're hearing is the first time they ever played it through completely. Really? And they, and they tried to re-record it several times, and they couldn't do any better than the original take. So that's wow. what you're hearing. You're saying Gordon Lightfoot sat down, 
did it in one continuous take. Well, they had some time left over in the studio. And right. the engineer says, fuck it, just record record your song. So they kind of like went through parts of it at various times. And the drummer goes, well, where do you want me to come in? He goes, I'll nod at you when it's time to come in. So everything that you're hearing is very spontaneous. It was one take, one mm. time. That's it. Boy, that's that's interesting information, to be honest with you. When the skies of November turn gloomy, nice job. Pounded men. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. Jesus. That's awesome. Marianne from Brooklyn. What have we found out? Fred was a raving lunatic and just made that up. I just <laughs> lied. No, no it's, it's in a documentary. Uh, I know. If you can I'm, read I'm my kidding. mind. I'm busting your balls. That's all. And Billy Joel was actually on this show when he said how much he admired uh, Gordon Lightfoot. And she did. And she's always a woman. It's a song. He goes, I wrote that song with Gordon Lightfoot in mind. If, if he was going to do a song, I'd want him to do that song. You know what they call you, Fred? A Lightfoot head, meaning uh, your your knowledge of Gordon Lightfoot is unparalleled. I mean, it's unbelievable that what you know. You're you're an, you're a valuable encyclopedia. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, Fred Norris, everybody, uh, checking in. Fred knows his music, no question. Was a professional disc jockey at WCCC AM and FM. Left there. And what, what was that shithole station you went to? Uh, W-A-Q-Y. Yeah, wacky. <laughs> a wacky Fred worked a wack They cool. said, get us that Fred Norris. We need somebody wacky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we and need a, a person who reflects the call letters. <laughs> and the I right was shocked guy. you went to W-A-Q-Y because that was like a top 40 station. You don't do the top 40 I shit. don't. And what was really strong, well, they were going to change formats. And uh, oh. the guy who was the program director says, uh, well, you know, he hired me. And the guy, when they found out, the guy who was doing the shift I was going to do, when he found out that they were changing formats, he said, fuck it, I quit. So I had to go <laughs> in and do a Top 40 show for like a couple of nights, which was really, really bad. And then they changed to what, Album Rock? Yeah, Album oh, Rock. I didn't know that part of the story. Oh, that's fun. Now you can finish Fred's movie. And what that day part did they busy. hire you for? Yeah, I'm in the middle of Seven writing your midnight. movie. <laughs> Seven to midnight. Seven to midnight, yeah. Fred always got the nighttime shift. Uh, uh, well, he was, I guess, a nighttime kind of guy. Yeah, well, he had that silky smooth kind of puts you to sleep delivery. That, uh, <laughs> exactly. Like, a, like Bing Crosby. A boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right. Bing Crosby. Um, <laughs> what does he say? Bing Crosby? Bing Crosby. <laughs> I call all those sweethearts. Let me hear that clip again, just one more time of Sal saying Bing Crosby, because everyone's saying he says Bing Crosby. You guys got that? Can you put that up? It's like a yeah, drunken Long You know Island. what darling means? Darling means I love you. Darling means it's coming from the heart. What happened back in the old days? Fucking uh, Bing Crosby called everybody... And Bing, Bing, Cro Bing, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, like I in the old been... days. <laughs> Bing Crosby. <laughs> Mary Ann from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Howard, there's nothing like those Miami live shows with all these guys getting together. And it's, right. it's Ronnie's first wedding, you know, Stephanie's first. So you got to give her slack for making the website. And Mike Kerman's pick, pick, picking. But I saw Beth cut bangs, Howard. I saw she had bangs. And I'm wondering, are you banging the banger clock with the bangs? What's going on? <laughs> she looks so beautiful. 
get me started with these bangs my wife went to get a haircut and uh i guess she said to the person at the the beauty parlor whatever they call it the hair salon, salon. salon yeah, yeah yeah they, they tell me that's an old-fashioned word beauty parlor you know my mom used to yeah your mom parlor. went to a beauty parlor yeah <laughs> so she comes home from getting her haircut and uh i'm looking at her and go hey you, you got bangs they look great they don't look great. I shouldn't have gotten these bangs. I don't like bangs. I said, well, why? if you don't like bangs, see, I'm such a guy. I go, if you don't like bangs, why did you ask them for bangs? I thought I'd try something different. I thought it would be good. I said, yeah. She goes, but I don't like it. They're in my way all the time, and I'm brushing them to the side of my head, and I don't like the bangs, and I'm just going to grow it out. I said, okay. I just kept my mouth shut because I thought it looked you know, good. I thought she, I always yeah. think she looks good. If she shaved she her head, she'd look good. good. Yeah, and, and but the, but I don't know. It's something with those bangs set her off. So I just kept my mouth shut. I know what well, to now, do. Now you got to go home today and say, Marion said your bangs look off, or, or awesome. So let's bang a uh, bang o'clock. Uh, all right, and we heard that bang and bang o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Very witty, <laughs> Marianne from Brooklyn, working material. It's almost hey. as good as Ronnie's line about crawling and falling down. Yeah. <laughs> We saw the bangs. Did you did you bang a clock? Bangs, get it? <laughs> we got it. We get it. She's a hoot. That girl watches the, uh, those, uh, you know, Instagram like it's a like it's yes. the Torah. She studies it. She knows Mary, everything that's going on that she can. Did, did I saw Beth had bangs? Did you bang a clock with the bangs? Did you bang the bangs? <laughs> I what I, what are you Marianne Seinfeld? What's with those bangs? Uh Jerry Springer died. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had more to say about Gordon Lightfoot, but I think we gave him a nice send-off. It was good. Uh, oh, but by the way, a lot of people wrote me yesterday they liked my whole rap on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was only one person who didn't like it. Who was that? I don't know who it is. Some of these things oh, are anonymous. Not somebody famous. No. Uh, I, I was talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, I didn't mean to pick on, let's say, Kate Bush, who just got in, but I didn't understand. I was trying to explain. There are so many people in rock and roll who are fantastic. I pointed out Bad Company, Paul Rogers. Um, you know, I pointed out, I, I don't remember who I pointed out, Jeff but I pointed out Jethro Tull. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, you know, Kay Bush, the spinners before Jethro Tull. Anyway, many of you wrote, so happy to hear you go off on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today. How embarrassing that it's to these bands such as Boston that remain out while these non-rock acts get ushered in. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, it is called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If I'm crazy, tell me. But that, I assume our Rock Hall of Fame is about rock. Uh, thanks for breaking down why Peter Frampton deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a no-brainer of the century. Let me tell you about Peter Frampton real quick. What happened with him 
The guy is one of the best guitarists. He's a fantastic guitarist. He's a fabulous songwriter. The guy was around for a hundred years before that Frampton Comes Alive became this big super album. What happened was he was such a pretty guy to look at. He was so cute that then they ended up uh, kind of making him into a bit of a joke, like with his image. Well, they tried to, to really play up his looks instead of the music. Yeah. And that's it what got happened. Silly. But the man was uh, legendary, and the the Frampton Comes Alive was, I think, the largest selling album of all time. Something crazy Alive, like that. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was an amazing album. And he was in a fabulous band before that called Humble Pie. You know, thirty days in the hole, Fred. Thirty days in the hole. Did um, I'll go was, look for it? Yeah, but didn't Frampton, he had something to do with that, right? He with Humble Pie. I think so. I think on the live yeah. version. Well, I'll see what I can find. All right. Anyway, so that's why I was saying that. Uh, but the person who, dis there's a couple of people who actually disagree with me. What is this? 30 Days in the Hole. I'm doing that one. Oh, oh okay. 30, huh. I'm doing it. 30 Days in the Hole. Yes, Frampton is, if he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's a, it's silly. Thirty days in the cunt. Oh yeah. Cunt. Thirty days in the cunt. I mean, uh, this guy has some history with rock and roll, and I, as I said, he was a fabulous guitar player. Not good, great. Now, that's not Frampton singing, though, but that's his no, band, that's right? No, that's Steve Marriott. Right. Who was a great singer. Leslie West said he was a terrific singer. I think he actually wanted to work with him, but I think Steve was a little off. So he said no. And for Leslie to say that he's off. He's yeah, Leslie off. was a little off. <laughs> that's another band. I, I Dare I say Mountain is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think they put out two of the best albums ever. But, Correct. Okay, let's not get back into that. Um, but here, Howard, Kate Bush is hugely influential as a singer, songwriter, and producer. You're way off base. I don't think I am. I don't know her music that well. I don't know the woman, but... How did we miss her? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you're wrong about Kate Bush. She's so much more than running up the hill. Uh, David Gilmore helped produce her demo tapes when she was just 16. That's a talent. Well, David Gilmore, is, is, I'm not saying she's not a talent, but... I'm I'm just saying, it's a, in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's a lot of people who should be in before Kate Bush. That's what I'm saying, okay? Mario from Nevada, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, my God, Howard. How are you doing? I've listened to you since eighth grade. I just want to say I love you every time I'm having a bad... Oh, I'm going to cry. Uh, every time I listen to you, you're always just a breath of fresh air. So I just wanted to say that first. I, I love you, Howard. I, you, Robin, Gary, Fred... Uh, uh, thank you for taking. You don't have to call. say I Fred. Can't uh, is, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and Fred, don't play the crying sound effect. Don't. I'm just sorry. I just I'm, you, I'm emotional you, right thank now. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank if you. Mario, thank if you, you tell you. Fred not to play the uh, crying sound effect, that's when he hits you with one. I mean, I'm I know you. he's going to play that American Idol girl. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need that. I just. I, I Mario, what's on your mind? It's uh, good to talk to you. Thank you for the positive feedback. <laughs> 
Um, I was just, well, there was two things. I was just going to say, um, uh, Bubba was talking about how he's going to Ronnie's wedding, and I just want to know, are, are, are you going to Ronnie's wedding? I don't know yet. I'll be, I'll be quite frank. Oh, Bubba was invited? I was going to ask Ronnie if Bubba was invited. Yeah, he was talking about shipping all his stuff, yeah. and he's got a casino off the strip, and he's going to strictly in and out, and he was looking at flights on like these low-rent Allegiant and all this stuff, and he's like, he's, he's already got it booked in October, he said. I'd love to see Bubba. I haven't seen him in years. I do love that guy, but, geez, I don't know. Oh, Howard, you got to go. Maybe I'll yeah, run into I you know. and say hi. I know you don't do pictures, but... I'm definitely uh, not doing pictures with you, Mario. You're you sound unstable. Honestly. I'm, I'm, Howard, I'm not. I'm, I'm just emotional. I've been calling like ever since, and uh, it's just you're you're my idol. I love you, and uh, you know I have my 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 son. He's two, and I have him saying Baba Booey. And come on, let me Brad. tell you, Mario. Robin and Gary think uh, one day I'm going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of my interviews with musicians and the way I play the music and talk about them. I'm. So maybe you should come to that. It would maybe I'll be have a you there. big crime. If oh, Howard, I happen. would love to go. and I, will, uh, I, will, I wonder I will who's going to induct me. I can. Well, you can choose. Hmm. Well, Mario, no offense. Gonna... <laughs> no one knows you. Uh, <laughs> that would be great, Howard. I, no, I, I should get somebody you. famous to induct oh. me. I, I, would, I would like to be inducted by... Oh, another. I know who should do it. Willie Fistergosh. Willie Fistergosh? <laughs> Willie Fistergosh. Second Beetlejuice. would be Willie you. Fistergosh. Third would be Beetle. First would be Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be, you see, Bruce Springsteen would be fabulous, but hey. in true Howard Stern fashion, Beetlejuice should really do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not, Hank, Hank should have done it if he wasn't gone. Oh, Hank. Yeah, Hank knew more about music than I did. Oh, Hank knew he everything. loved music, yeah. <laughs> hey, Hank. Howard, can I ask you one more question? <laughs> Go ahead, Mario. Uh, just one more. Like, uh, who who runs your Howard 100, the, the, the tapes team? Like, there's a bunch of good shows. I've requested everything. When Gary gave himself an enema at Bally's, they never play that. They always ask for requests, and I've given them a hmm. bunch of good ones um, from your old I days. I demand. They never play them. I demand that they get up on their uh, Gary's enema. Gary giving himself an enema. Did that really happen, Mario? Or I don't you remember that. that. The, Bally's yes. weight loss the Bally's Weight Loss Challenge. You got Benji. It was Artie. It was um, Ganji. And it was a bunch of other people. You had like three or four of them. Gary gave himself an enema on the Bally's floor with a towel. I, I remember it. And I demand we get that up. All right, Mario. You never know. All right. Thank you. It'll probably end right. up there at some point. Love thank you, you Howard. Love you, Robin. You. Love you, Fred. Love you. Thank you for the nice words. You're you're a true gentleman. Thank you, Mario. What's Mario? Been listening since eighth grade. You know Mario. Um anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, Jerry Springer. Let me say a couple of words. I um I didn't watch the Jerry Springer show a lot, but I watched it enough to know what was going on. And whenever I watched it, it was pretty fucking crazy. It was, I don't know why I didn't watch it more. It seems like that I, would be up my alley. At one time, I was almost addicted to it. Every really? day, I, we, I'd get off work and I had a car with a, with a uh, TV in it. And I was like, turn on Jerry Springer, turn on Jerry Springer, because he'd always be on when I got in the car. And I'd watch those people go crazy. And then eventually I was like, Rob, what are you watching? This is crazy. But I loved that Jerry hardly did anything. He introduced right. the people 
<laughs> they started fighting. The audience took over, rooting them on. Right. That and Steve then the- Wilco would come out and separate the people. Yeah. And then at the end, Jerry would give his final word. <laughs> Jerry would be embarrassed by the whole show and try to make some sense of it all. Jerry was, um, Jerry was a guy, let's be honest, who was embarrassed by the show. I mean, in my opinion, he even, he even made a point of saying, I would never watch my own show. <laughs> I mean, but, but the show debuted on August 30th, 1991. And I thought it was a fun show. I just, I don't know why I didn't see more of it, but I'm sure those shows will live on in infamy. Uh, yeah, Jerry died last month from, and this is terrible, pancreatic cancer. And I don't think that's a fun death at all, man. That pancreatic cancer. And it cancer- was apparently very quick, you know, like him finding it out and then him dying was a very short period of time. Why can't they diagnose pancreatic cancer sooner, Rob? And there's no signs of it? They've never come up with a way of testing for it. And so it you, it has to be found in some other weird way, like you have some kind of a strange symptom or you're having some pain somewhere, that kind of thing. Then you go looking for it, and that usually is too late by that time, by the time it shows yeah. up as a symptom. Well, you, you saw uh, in the paper Maria Menounos, a friend of our show, uh, she had uh, stage two pancreatic cancer, but she got lucky. They caught it early, and you know, the way they can catch it early is with these uh, body scans that they do at the hospital. And, right, because uh, she didn't feel anything, right? Yeah. She didn't have any symptoms of it. And no. She just got the body scan and she discovered it. Worst kind of cancer because it takes you pretty fast. But remember Michael Landon had it. He, he said his goodbyes on The Tonight Show. That was eerie. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a real lethal form of cancer. And, 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 and as uh, we were talking about the other day off the air, it has to be kind of painful, right? When you got that. Oh, once it's up at a stage four, it's all over the place and it's really causing lots of difficulties. Maria, Mirano. Maria Menounos. Maria, Mirano. That's right, right Beetle. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetle, get the name right. Maria Menounos. Maria, Mirano. Maria Menounos. Menounos. Reynolds. Listen to me. Menounos. Menounos. Love that Beetlejuice. Anyway, um, yeah, Moreno. Menounos. <laughs> but she had a. Uh, Patrick Swayze died of pancreatic cancer. A lot of people. I remember, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of people. I won't go through the list, but. So Jerry didn't know what hit him. I'm one of those people who believes, by the way, if um, a person is in a lot of pain, they know they're dying, the doctor has told you, you should be able to, to you know, drink something or take a cocktail and say goodbye to the world. Do you know what I mean? So you don't have to go through sure. all the pain. Sure, you should be able to have the right and the opportunity to be assisted to deal with it the way you want to. I think that's a real no-brainer for this country. I know there are some religious freaks out there who think, oh, that's a sin against God. And, you know, but that's fine. And so you, you lying can lay there, there in, pain. in your bed moaning and, yeah. and crying is better. You can is lay there better in, in some way. You can lay there in pain. That's fine with me. But the rest of us might not want to. We might want to just check out early and 
look, you know, I remember my, my dad, okay, 99 year old man, and he was acting weird at the end of his life. Really weird. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I thought maybe it was his stroke or something was, or he was getting Alzheimer's. But what, what they explained to me is turned out my father had, um, prostate cancer. And the reason they didn't pick up on it is when he, when, once you get to a certain age, they don't worry about prostate cancer, but it had spread to his bones and spread through his body. And that's what was killing him. And we didn't notice. But the reason he was acting wacky is he couldn't verbalize that he was in pain. Yeah. So he was taking off his clothes, running around naked. It was like almost like he was trying to tell us something's wrong here. You got to help me and put me out of my pain. But he couldn't articulate it. So this is what I'm talking about. And that really made me sad because my dad was in a lot of pain. And I remember when I went to see him in the in the um, hospital, he was dying. He was in uh, hospice, and um, he kept raising his arms to the ceiling. He was out of it, but I was like, "Oh man, he, he must have been in pain." But once you get to hospice, they they put you know, they can take away your pain. I guess they they give you stuff. But right, but that's the kind of pain I'm talking about. That's just unrelenting, yeah. intractable, unrelenting. and yeah. and it's just a a you're not l- living anymore. All you're doing is suffering. But I think in this country we can't change the laws because of the religious types they seem to well have a hold there's on a country. puritanical beginning to this country that still is written into law books and What's has the, all these rules i think it's either sweden or denmark they have a you can go and get a drink that'll put you down if uh, you're yeah there are a couple of countries and then there's oregon i think here i've heard of that country oregon no 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 there's a couple of states that's not a country that have uh oh they do yeah oregon allows you to get it like i think wow i never heard that look it up but i did know that uh one or two states have passed laws very progressive very progressive Anyway, getting back to Jerry Springer dying of pancreatic cancer, let's move on. I, I uh, wanted to give him a little bit of an obituary. The guy had a big impact. Um, there weren't that many TV shows you could tune in where the guests were actually allowed to beat each other up and hit each other. That's <laughs> <was> pretty cool. <laughs> they, they had that Tear their wigs off. I love it. Yeah. It was like crazy. Here's a, couple of, here's a little montage we put together to remind you some of the topics. Today. Hold on a sec. Yeah, here it is. This is it. This is the montage. Put a lot of work into this. Today, they have a small family business. We are mother-daughter domination team. And they paid into some strange clientele. What does a horsey say? (laughs) We're going to talk to Earl Z. A man who cut off his own penis. You're about to meet a man who lives his life as though he were a two-year-old baby. My guest began wearing women's clothing at age 12. This transsexual also decided at the age of 14 that she didn't want her legs. So one year ago, she took a saw just like this. And she cut off her own legs. Let's meet her. Let's meet her. <laughs> Let's meet her. Why? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, other episodes included, uh, I cheated on my husband with a midget stripper. Um, <laughs> my sister stole my gay boyfriend. Uncle Stash shot the Easter bunny. 
Dragon Boy versus Brain Surgeon, and Kung Fu Hillbilly. Those were some of the other topics. Kung Fu Hillbilly. Show was huge. It became huge. The ratings, let's be honest, even overtook Oprah at one point. Yeah. And uh, critics called it America's most infamous guilty pleasure. Jerry came on here, told me how the show developed when he was uh, talking with us back in 2014. The original uh, contract was for six weeks. Cause six I was still, weeks? Well, because I was still doing the news. Ah. There were 20 shows at the time. This was 91. We were all trying to be like Oprah and go after middle-aged housewives. And then Ricky Lake came along. Ricky Lake was really the first show to go after the kids. And when I say kids, I mean high school, college age. Right. I just said, as a business model, why are we trying to go after Oprah and be one out of 20? Let's go after Ricky and, and just be one out of two. So we decided right there, the next day, from now on, only young people in the audience, young people on stage, young subject matter. Well, young people are much more open about their lives and crazier. Right. So every once in a while, the show went crazy, but not all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. If you started to struggle in the ratings, you had to throw out all that intellectual crap and get down into the dirt. Yeah, who can yeah. we get and not have much competition against? And so kids got to the point, you know, where, you know, as school outings and stuff, you know, like on a school school break or something, they'd all book seats for the Jerry Springer show and come on mass. Uh, Jerry's life had some shocking moments. Um, his mother gave birth to him in a subway station in London in 1944. What? It was being used as a bomb shelter during World War II, and Jerry was born. Oh moved goodness. to the United States when he was five. Went to law school at Northwestern. Was elected to the city council of Cincinnati when he was only 27 years old. He was one of the youngest dudes at that point, but he he had to resign three years later when he admitted he hired a hooker and paid her with a check. <laughs> that's the best i think that's the defining moment in jerry's like it, people never stop goofing on the dude like because he used to go well jerry springer acts like he's above the 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 guests on his show but meanwhile he did something wacky you paid a hooker with a check oh my god you know he could have denied he was with the hooker if he but he paid Except with a check <laughs> the check would come back to haunt him you couldn't go to the bank before he went to the hooker and get some cash Ay, ay, ay. Date him in with his political career. This is, uh, yeah. here's when he called into our show, 1997, to talk about it. Okay, I was with a woman. I shouldn't have been with her. And um, four years later, um, she came forward? No, I, I had, I had revealed that what I had done. And I, I held a press conference and said that I had gone to this club and, and that I'd been with this woman. And You mean you never got caught? You never even got oh, caught? Oh, no, I never got caught at the place. You mean you confessed to being with a hooker? I did. I did. Oh, what, yeah. I what, she tried to blackmail you? No, I never got caught there. Did she try to blackmail you or something? Well, there were phone calls. Oh. So it wasn't just like yeah. you just woke up one day and said, I need to confess. I don't get up in the morning and say, you know what? I was going to say you were crazy. Yeah, really. Good. It's a slow news day. <laughs> you could understand that i was quite taken with this whole story you know <laughs> like i'm like you know here's a guy who went to law school he's no dummy like would no. i be silly enough to write a check to a hooker and i don't think i would i mean i i think i know enough not to it's almost like he could say he wanted to get caught but what do i know i ain't no psychiatrist can't figure it out 
Let's see. You want some more Jerry Springer stuff? Jerry? Uh, well, anyway, Jerry admitted to the whole hooker thing, and then he was reelected to the council the following year. And he was elected mayor just two years after that. And then he ran for governor in 1982. And he even made his prostitution story part of his campaign ad. He just he embraced it. I'm Jerry Springer, and I want to be your governor. Now, after sharing some specific solutions for our unemployment and education problems in this state, it looks like the nomination is finally within grasp, which makes what I'm about to tell you even more difficult. Some nine years ago, I spent time with a woman I shouldn't have, and I paid her with a check. I wish I hadn't done that, and the truth is, I wish no one would ever know. But in the rough world of politics, opponents are not about to let personal embarrassments lay to rest. Perhaps like you, I'm not sure what any of this has to do with being governor, but maybe my talking to you about this makes a point. Ohio is in a world of hurt. The next governor is going to have to take some heavy risks and face some hard truths. I'm prepared to do that. This commercial should be proof. I'm not afraid, even of the truth, and even if it hurts. Come on, join me on June 8th. We're going to turn the state around. Jerry Springer, Democrat for governor. Pussy always get in trouble. I'm telling you. You got to be careful with it. It's like it's it's the most powerful drug. Who is it that said pussy is awesome? Pussy is the greatest. It was a great quote. Is that George Washington? Uh, pussy is no, awesome. Pussy is, is the greatest. That's the not great George Washington. Philosopher. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. <laughs> Mark the beggar. Well, I'll tell you. What it had to do with him running for governor was, well, if you're if you're running for governor, you're saying, listen, my judgment is sound. And then once you pay a hooker with a check, people go, you know, I don't know if I want this guy in charge of the budget. Anyway, he lost the race, needless to say, because I guess, yeah, you know, there was only so far you could get. He could be mayor, but he couldn't be governor. And then I don't even know if you remember this, but uh Sometimes sex would cloud Jerry's judgment. And in, in 1998, porn star Kendra Jade came on our show. She claimed Jerry gave her oral sex the day before she went on the Jerry Springer show to talk about getting gangbanged. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't yeah, Well, listen. That. Let me see. So then he started kissing me. He just pulled me up and started kissing me again. Now, keep in mind that the show that I was going on the next day was about the fact that I had done that gangbang. Right. The day before this. Right. Oh, you had just had a gangbang? Yeah. yeah. How many guys Jeez. did you gangbang? Uh, 80. 80 guys. Yeah. And right. she's calming him down. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a story. This was yeah. the day before. All right. So you had gangbanged 80 guys. Uh-huh. Right. And so Jerry... he starts going down on me. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. He oh. knew the gangbang had occurred. Yeah. You told him. That was the whole point of me being on the show. Yes. And right. And he knew. And he performed oral sex. Mm-hmm. Even that shocked you. Uh-huh. I was amused. I was going, oh, my God. So, because even I wouldn't do that. Right, right. Even you wouldn't touch you. <laughs> no, not after that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You don't hear tributes to uh, someone who just died anywhere else like the ones we do. <laughs> I was going to say, no wonder we yeah. couldn't spend much time on Gordon Lightfoot. We yeah. had too much Poor information Jerry. about Jerry. I've forgotten that little fact about Jerry, but hey, God bless him. He loved women and he loved going down on them. And even if they had 80 guys the day before. Well, I don't know that he was so embarrassed by his no. uh, audience. The pussy. Because he used to say that, hey, I am my audience. My audience is me. But Kendra would even say, you know, she was even shocked. She was like, you know, I just went, 80 guys just banged me. It's like, you know, now you're looking, you know. 
he, You're licking me. She's looking at that going, he should be repulsed. <laughs> Donald Trump again. What's up? I liked Jerry right up until I heard that. <laughs> I think you would admire that. <laughs> no, I admired him paying by check. I thought that was very smart, keeping the books. But 80 guys, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's I would say grab him by the pussy, but the pussy, would. I'd need two, three hands for that. Well, you know, listen, you're a famous uh, germ-phobe. I, <laughs> oh, I, so, yes. You know, I don't, I, I don't even shake lick. hands. Right, you, guys, uh, that's a lot of guys. That's a yeah. lot of guys. How many, let's say you met a woman who just banged three guys the night before. Would you lick her? No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. But with her, with 80 guys, it's like she deployed a parachute or something. <laughs> you know what's funny, Mr. Trump? I was uh, watching an interview uh, with uh, the woman, not Stormy Daniels, but the, the, the yeah. other Playboy model who said oh, you were having an affair with her. Wasn't and she gorgeous? Gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And she... And she McDougal. was saying she McDougal. She was saying yes. she was in love with you. And then they said, "Did uh, did Donald bang her with a? Did Donald bang you with a condom?" And they said, "I was shocked by this. You didn't fuck her with a condom." No, I have there. tremendous control of my balls. No, but I mean, you're a germ phobe. I figured you would have been afraid, but you went in bare. No, back, did huh? you see her? She had a velvet pussy, velvet pussy. I didn't want anything between me and that. Believe me, that thing. Just, when you look at it, she was so beautiful. What a great body, right. a playmate, yeah. so amazing. You oh. know, I like my steak well done, but my pussy raw. Right, you sure do, and you got a phrase for everything. But uh, hey, uh, what can I tell you? I mean. What a beautiful woman. I'm surprised you never married her. I, I, I really know, you am. know what? I should have, but I know how people are with playmates. You know what I mean? That's why I imported right. Melania from Slovenia. Right. That way right. no one knows the background, you know? Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you so you, so you admire Jerry uh, Springer. I admire okay, Jerry, world-class politician, tremendous guy, always paid, uh, you know, paid for his pussy, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, banging broads and paying them off is just part of the job. It shows he has class, honestly, you know? All right. Well, uh, okay. Well, yeah, weren't there some checks involved with you? Yeah, you were. There were checks. a few checks, yes. I always, you know, people say I don't pay. The people say I don't pay, but I pay. And when I do pay, I get screwed. That's why I try not to pay. All right. Thank you for Jerry. clearing that up. Yes. Yeah, All right. We get. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Jerry always landed on his feet. And, uh, he, it, this is from uh, 2011. He told me how he eventually moved into broadcasting. This is uh, an interesting story. Don't forget he was in politics. And then, uh, you know, here you go. I did 10 years on city council and mayor. And then in 82, I ran for governor of Ohio. Yeah. I lost. The very next week, I was hired by the NBC affiliate to do anchor the news in Cincinnati. I wanted to do political commentary, but they wanted me to anchor. So we, we had a trade-off that I would, I would agree to anchor the news, but they would let me do a commentary every night at the end of the newscast. Yeah. They were last in the ratings. Uh, Channel 5, the NBC affiliate. They were l bottom of the rating. I mean, they were behind the independent station at the time. So, so they had a, nothing as a, to as lose. As a stunt, they said, let's get the mayor to be the anchorman. Exactly. I see. And it worked. And it worked. You became the number one anchorman in the market. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I thought I was good at that. I mean, I'm, I'm not immodest in terms of what I think I do well. I think right. I'm a nice guy and I think I'm bright. But I'm not talented. Jerry's show ran for over 3,000 episodes. He was on The Masked Singer. He hosted America's Got Talent. Remember, he was like one of the That's original right. hosts, Regis, right. then Jerry Springer. 
Um, he, he was part of the Price is Right? Gee, I didn't know that. And three uh, Miss what? World pageants. Yeah, it says here. Uh, he was on The Masked Singer, hosted America's Got Talent. The Price is Right. I don't mm. remember that. Mm. Anyway, uh, why not give it to him anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, Bob Barker was always the host, and then Drew Carey. Drew so. walked right into that after Bob. I don't recall there being a break between uh, the two of them. Says here, the price is right. Hmm. He conducted three Miss World pageants, including the one that was won by our guest, uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. I was just wondering if one of them was hers. Let's say he won the Pulitzer Prize, too, even though that didn't happen. Let's just say it. Jerry would end every episode with his final thought, as Robin mentioned. He would try to take what just happened on that show and turn it into a sincere life lesson. When he called into our show in 2002, he told me it was his way of making it into heaven. And I think Robin, in the most beautiful way, told him he's not getting into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. After these maniacs who've been screaming and fighting and ripping each other's clothes off are done, Jerry sits on a stool and tells them how to live their life. <laughs> Didn't Jerry do a, a like? like called, but that's uh, smart because you're doing that for the sponsors. You're trying to say there's some socially redeeming value in this. See, this no, actually, I figure I have very little shot of ever going to heaven. Yeah, and I figure <laughs> this, this may be my one ticket. That's Jerry making a deal with God. Yeah, it's like it's okay, like when but, time, but it's God, like when, remember, remember the final thought. Remember the final thought. Yeah, and then I think you told him he's not going to go to heaven, but I don't know. But you loved the final thought. You always did. I thought it was the highlight of the show because you'd see all this craziness go on. And then Jerry would collect himself and tell us why, uh, or, you know, what we should do if we ever found ourselves in a situation like that. Oh, I'm reading this. You didn't tell me he's not going to heaven. Jerry said he's not going into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I don't think I tell people they're not no. going to heaven. You should. That should be your thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. He was a nice guy, always came on our show, always uh, mixed it up with us. And uh, hopefully somewhere in heaven right now, Robin, all of the angels are chanting the following. Rest in know peace, how wonderful Jerry. That makes me feel. That's how Every. they ushered him in. You know, they. Uh, I read an article where uh, Geraldo and Steve Wilco were uh, interviewed, and apparently they were all good friends. You know, Jerry remained friends with Steve even after he left the show, and they'd get together sometimes. And Geraldo apparently was a good friend, and he called them. And after he got this diagnosis, he never said that he had pancreatic cancer, but he just wanted mm. to get together with them. And at least Steve, I remember saying, I think that was his way of saying goodbye without actually saying goodbye. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Would you like if you knew you were dying? Wouldn't you want to just go to people and say, hey, listen, I'm checking out. Or would I, I wonder what I would do if I, I mean, you can never put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's got, you know, right. pancreatic cancer. But like, is that the move? You call up some of your friends and say, hey, let's get together. And then the whole time you don't tell them you're going. 
Maybe that's, that's the way to do Jerry it. That's what Jerry did, yeah. Like maybe he didn't want to burden he just, them. With that. Yeah, and he didn't want it to be, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. And he said, Wilco said that, you know, usually they just got together and, you know, talked about, you know, what was going on in their lives at that point in time. But this was a real hmm. going back and walking down memory lane kind of conversation. And he didn't think anything of it at the time. And then Jerry died. Yeah, when I'm going, I'm going to call you, and I'm just going to walk down memory lane. I'm going to be like, remember the time Fred chewed his pen when I was sitting and writing with him? Or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he bit right through the pen. Right. Yeah, that kind of memory lane. I mean, we should do that. When I'm going, I'm going to call Fred. I'm going to call you. I'll call Baba Bowie, a couple other folks. You're going to call us on the phone. Jerry actually Jerry met with them. Yeah, I'm not doing he that. Had had a meal with them. I'm not doing that. And I'm especially not <laughs> calling Benji. I'm not. I already know that. I'm not walking down memory lane with Benji. She lost a lot of weight. She did it without a Zempic. I don't think so, yeah. Because I don't think yeah. it was around when she lost her J.D., I got to know, J.D. disagrees with Ronnie. He thinks Meghan Markle is very sexual. <clears throat> there you go. Yep. I, do. I agree with J.D. You know what? Actress. Uh-huh. All actresses. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, but some of them are very, they like to, you know, like they to like to fun. carry on. Yeah, they like that. Well, it's not they like that fun. They like to, they like to emote, you know what I mean? Well, I think Meghan Markle's fun, so that's my oh, thought. Good for you. I think that's you might fun. be right. A lot of these uh, actresses are theatrical, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're very Well, they like the to top. perform. Perform. You know, they, that, want, you you know, they want the, the accolade, the recognition for a good job done. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can't make general statements. No. Some of them do, some of them do just lay there. <laughs> some porn stars just lay there how dare they <laughs> they got a right it's like you really want to bring your work home that's wow. how you look at it what a creepy debate <laughs> Somebody was gonna oh say by when the I way was, we were talking yeah. about the states that allow assisted suicides Go ahead. There's more than I thought. Oregon, oh, Washington, wow. Montana, Vermont, California, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, New Jersey, Maine, and New Mexico. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I didn't either. Well, good for us. Yeah, let people get out of pain. Uh, and if you're against it, don't do it. That's right. Why does why does a New York like the get on that? Just abortion thing. I mean, New York ought to get on that. A lot of people need it because the, the, they're watching the Knicks. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a lot <laughs> of pain out involved. Of their pain. <laughs> Take, Take them out of their pain. Take me out, man. The pain is too much. <laughs> oh, that game last night. I talk about pain. I was watching. There was. I was excited about it. I I I taped it. It was a David Bowie documentary, brand new one on uh, TV. Oh, I yeah? forget which. I, I I don't know which network did it. Anybody know what network had that it new on, David Bowie? It was on it was HBO. HBO. Oh, HBO. I know it's HBO. Moon, it's called Moon HB, Age Daydream. Moon Age Daydream. I got to tell you, 
Not good. I, I, HBO didn't produce it. They just buy these shows. But I'm a big Bowie fan, and I was excited because they were saying that the family opened up their archives and there was new footage. And but it was who is it produced by JD? Do you know it was like some radio company? That I have to look up. I don't know who. Yeah, I was not I happy guy- with it. They would they would show you like a they had they had some concert footage from Bowie. And then they would take it and put like, you know, psychedelic effects, like cheapo psychedelic, like they put. Right. Like they draw something on. Yeah. yeah, Draw something on the guy. And I'm like, I'm like, just show Bowie. That's who we want to see. I tell you, I should become a a documentary producer. I know what people want to see. You just wanted to see Bowie and see him perform. And I didn't want a straight concert. I wanted some documentary footage with interviews and things. But sometimes they, you know, they like make it psychedelic because Bowie's in his psychedelic phase or something like that. Right. Or the years yeah. were, you know, the psychedelic years. I was going nuts. I couldn't watch it. I wanted to watch Moon Age Daydream. I couldn't it get into it. It was an Emmy-winning filmmaker, Brett Morgan. Oh, Really? But what was the rate? Yeah. There was a. Do you see a name of a radio company there? Not iHeart. I don't see the company that uh, uh, did the production. Yeah, they just have uh, his <laughs> name in this little thing I'm reading. I'm I don't know what the they were doing. I, I watched for about twenty minutes, and I just said, "I'm, I'm giving up. I'm bailing out." I, My uh, favorite Bowie documentary is the one where they go through those five years where he did those great albums. I should watch that. It's really good. I find it so upsetting that he's no longer around. That guy was the best. But I find it really upsetting that I never could do a serious interview with David Bowie. He did show up at the birthday show that year, but he did not want to be interviewed. And quite frankly, I I was a bit unstable back then, so I understand why, but Geez, I would love to have talked to Bowie about so many different songs and his life. The other guy I've been sort of thinking about, and I blew it. I had an opportunity, and I never was Pete Townsend. I was thinking about his music, the Who. Oh, Gary, get on Pete Townsend. Ask, beg him to talk to me because Buki, Buki, I feel like. Dulo. Pete's written all these great. I mean, I was thinking about the amount of great songs that this guy wrote, Pete Townsend. It really is insane. Going back all the way, you know, my generation when he was with, you know, I mean, I mean, it's crazy the amount. It's it's mind blowing when somebody writes one or two good songs, but when they write like fifty thousand of them, and and each one is important, and he did it on his own, you know. He didn't really collaborate, I don't think. I think he just, he just completed everything. The music yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just that. Like, how did he come up with that? It's kind of mind blowing, right? When you really think yeah. about it. Uh, I would love to honor him. Boy, music was something back then. I don't care what anyone tells me. 
There was something going on in this country and over in England. And then it exploded worldwide. I mean, it was fucking crazy. Every, you know, it seemed like every week something mind-blowing was coming out from somebody. Listen to that. Pretty crazy. Then like... what it's like or WNBC what a dumb profession we're in imagine talking over this like WNBC like, like how dare you <laughs> give the weather over this this guy created a masterpiece and we're talking over it WNBC we're going to be having a big weekend uh, a special who weekend Coming up, hosted by I am BB, WNBC. It's uh, going to be fabulous. <laughs> and talking over. Like like we're adding something to the song. What a fucking nutty, what a nutty industry. I know what people on the radio should do. They should talk over, uh, a, you know, like... Love, rain or me. That's right. <laughs> With the fake laugh, it's WNBC. Uh, let me give you some school closings because this masterpiece needs to be obliterated by me, your disc jockey. It's like no other art form has hires people to obliterate. Radio just came up with the most nonsense possible. Top 40 radio. Uh, yeah, we've got some who now for you. Love, Rain, or Me. The arrogance. At least when album rock came out, nobody was talking over the music. It's like, do they hire people to talk over the beginning of movies? I got one here from Martin Scorsese. Coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to talk. We're just going to keep talking over it until one of the characters talks. <laughs> Ah, what a shitty art. What, what profession did I get into? <laughs> 46 past 9, 14 to 10, 9.46 in the morning. Let's just talk over this man's work. Imagine if someone gave you a traffic report over the opening of The Godfather. You know, like the best movie. <laughs> right. <ever made. laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of the Godfather theme <laughs> and somebody talking da, over that until somebody says something. Long Island Expressway is packed this morning. It's going to fill you in on a couple of school closings as well. And then I'm going to give you the time 15 different ways until Don Corleone speaks to Luca Brazzi. <laughs> bumper to bumper on the BQE. Uh, okay, we're going to the wedding now with the godfather himself. You'll see Al Pacino and, uh, of course, Luca Brazzi. There's a five-car pileup off the 405. But the, the amount of uh, songs... No. Love, Rain, or Me might be the best thing he ever wrote, I think. Although all of Tommy... Yeah. But, you know, it's like, see me, feel me, 
touch me, see me. Do it. Ah, 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 ah. 30-minute delay at the Lincoln Tunnel. Luca. Uh, Don Corleone. <laughs> I am honored Parker. and grateful. 57 degrees. To your daughter's <laughs> wedding. It's the only art form where people talk over it. Coming at you. Like, that's important. Coming at, coming at you. A little bit of a tune here written by Mr. Peter Townsend and the Who. I ask you, who are you? I like when the DJ uh, tries to incorporate the title of the song yeah. in his rap. That's another and idiotic And this was thing. a good one for it. Everybody was like, who yeah. are you? I'm just asking myself, who am I? And uh, quite frankly, who are you? I have no idea who we are. I mean, I'm feeling a little schizophrenic, but then again, I had a bit much to drink last night. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, WNBC. Imagine the horror of it. Pete Townsend felt when he turned on the radio. Here's some asshole talking over his song. Who am I? Who am I? I'm Howard Stern, your disc jockey extraordinaire here at WNBC. We're having a beautiful. I remember when I used to do his talk ups. He got so charged up, he started waving his arms. He got all excited about his art form. He is talking over his song. I never saw remember? him do it. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I never awesome. saw him do it. Well, he had an engineer that he would like point at because, like, you know, he'd go, like, like, here's what he, no, here's, here's how he would do it. I'll do, I'll act it out for you. Okay. He'd be talking and going, I was our driver. And he had his hand up in the air. And then when he wanted that, that first note to come in, like an orchestra leader, he'd point to the engineer. So he'd go, Thank you, Miss Frank. Double like You got all charged up. The best guy at is that Broadway Bill Lee, but he's obliterating the music. CBS FM, it's time to ease up on all that work week tension. You know, it's turning into a traffic convention. Prince is like, why is this asshole talking over my art? <laughs> what a business. CBS FM, it's Broadway. You got another week left to drive off in reckless abandon. Take a horseback trip to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Let the pool fill and the drink spill. Margarita fill. <laughs> right up I'm to that post. how much I could listen to this. <laughs> you did your like, whole life growing up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why not just go like... A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. It's all nonsense. The whole fucking world is crazy. Where do you hear that? It's crazy. Uh-oh. I think we just want an all-expense-paid trip to someplace a little too hot. You got to throw your work on the floor, head straight for the door, and it doesn't matter if the boss is sore. You throw back your head and you roar. It's Friday. I am out of here. Broadway, pour me a beer. cash in that business. A-E-I-O-U and sometimes why? <laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. Woodchuck Chuck coming up next. 
matter what the rose are red violets are blue i'm ruining this song but i don't care fuck you the who oh i think we just want an all expense to someplace a little too hot you got to throw your work on the floor head straight for the door and it doesn't matter Yell the boss over the sore. song you throw back your head and you roar it's friday i am out of here broadway pour me a beer yeah You know what I always say? I say, look both ways before crossing the street. Do it. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I just came in my pants. Let's dance. (laughs) Stupid business. And, And me, being an idiot, decided to go into it. Thinking, uh, maybe one day talk over music. (laughs) Yeah, like maybe one day I could get on the radio and ruin somebody's song (laughs) (laughs) and say shit that doesn't doesn't mean anything. Uh, Fucking moronic business I chose. When you really think about it, you have to be almost insane, which I was. (laughs) Don't take candy from strangers, baby. You know it. I know it. We all know it. I know a bunch of you thinking going swimming today. Wait 30 minutes before you, uh, if you just ate, okay? Good Lord. CBS FM, it's time to eat up on all that work week time. Even though it's turning into a traffic convention, it's time to make that ascension. And he's the best. That's, you know, the... I was like, I can't be as good as that at, at ruining music. Righty, tidy, lefty, Lucy. CBS FM. What I was trying to say to you is you got to crawl till you fall. And you know I've said this a million times on these airwaves. Objects and mirrors are closer than they appear. I'm going to give you a personal confession right now. As I obliterate the music of the Who... I murdered eight women last night and drank their blood. Holy mackerel, did I just say that? This song makes me cuckoo. I just gave a full confession. I hope the police weren't listening. Never write a personal check to a hooker, ladies and gentlemen. Super califragilistic expialidocious coming at you at 9.54 in the morning at WCBS-FM. Bird in the hand worth more than two in the bush, in my opinion. But that's just the way I feel. Frankenstein is the name of the doctor. The creature, uh-oh, 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 here we go. The creature's actually called Frankenstein's Monster. Read a book once in a while. WCBS does that. You know, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck are they doing? It's a nutty business. Pete Townsend's down there, like, racking his brain as to why anyone would do that. Be kind. Rewind. They showed that at the video store, but here's what I always say. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Coming at you, WCBS-FM. My name is Broadway Bill Lee. And uh, don't flush your baby wipes down the toilet. I did it. had a hell of a problem. Did I just say hell? Uh Uh-oh. My boss is listening. I'm screwed. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Serious. 
always remember to floss. What else can I say? Don't taunt rattlesnakes. Anyway, I would like to speak to Pete Townsend. I'm putting it out there. Gary, you get on that. Because listen to those hits. Amazing. Amazing body of work. Thank you, Robin, because I've been talking over it my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Pete would write and say, here's where I'll I'll give the DJ time to talk. I have three fingers up my ass right now. You can't see it. This is radio. Always wipe front to back. (laughs) Just say anything you want. And, you know, when I was coming up uh, in radio, you heard guys who were complete idiots talking over this music. (laughs) I I mean, they were just idiotic. I worked with some real low lives. I can't even begin to tell you. These were uneducated boobs. Uh, but whatever. Some business, huh? What? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I was going to tell you, uh, speaking of music, uh, um, this is, I thought this was a goof. You know, what? I put out the song uh, Metamucil Man. Do you remember it, Robin? Yes, of course. Yeah, Metamucil Man. It sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's a catchy tune. It, it, it was a demo, I, you know. But uh, here's the song. Mm, I'm a Metamucil Man. But I got that beautiful feeling in my can. She's apple crisp, a fiber thin. So good, it's a hot damn sin. She helps me move. She makes me go. Catchy like herpes. I um well this is this is great. You'll like this. Rock bands are always worried about appearing to sell out by putting their music in commercials. I'm a complete yes. sellout. The, the songs I write are geared to being in commercials. I want Metamucil They're to use They're designed for commercials. <laughs> That's right. Fuck it. I don't care. I'll take a hit song any way I can get it. But uh, rock bands for years have been worried about selling out, and a lot of them still don't let their music be used in commercials. But this is crazy. I thought someone was goofing on me, but it's a legit thing. Uh, the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest bands of all times, if not, you know, in the top, it's got to be in the top three, the Rolling Stones, right? You talk about great music. It took them three years before they had their first hit song with uh, Satisfaction. Before that, they wrote and performed a jingle for a Rice Krispies cereal commercial. Really? They and wrote I don't know, it? They wrote it. They aired it. It aired in the United Kingdom in the early 60s. And it seems to me that should have been like more... We should have been more aware of it. Yeah, that should have been a hit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, and my, this is not a bit. This is just a legitimate thing. This is the Rolling Stones on a Rice Krispies. Wake up in the morning, there's a around the place. Wake up in the morning, there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says, Hear them talking, Chris. Rice Krispies. Honest yeah. to God, that's it. It was reportedly written by Brian Jones. 
No wonder they found him in that swimming pool. <laughs> Can you imagine the Rolling Stones did that? That's crazy no. to me. That's now, I would never dream that they had done something like that. Brian Johnson, friend of the show again, one of the greatest rock voices ever from ACDC. On the same day he auditioned to join ACDC, he recorded a jingle for Hoover Vacuums. And, uh, you know, when he was on our show, he told us that, what you know, he was talking about how he got in ACDC, he answered an ad, whatever. And he had kind of casually said, yeah, I had done a session earlier with Hoover Vacuums. I thought he was joking. Right. And uh, this is what he uh, said here. I got the, this is the clip from our show. So I got the telephone call in my office and this woman said, uh, um, is this Brian Johnson? Yeah. And I went, who's this? And she went, this I cannot tell. Before, because I'm phoning for you must to come to sing in London. I said, well, for which band? She says, I cannot tell you this. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you got to give us a clue. She went, okay, the initials are AC on CTC. And I said, so it's ACDC. She went, I have said too much. <laughs> Who is she, Ava Braun? 30 minutes later, I got a call from a guy, and he says, would you sing on a Hoover advert? And I, said, <laughs> and I went down, and I phoned up the boys. I said, I'll come down and do it on the same day. So I went in and did this. The new high-powered hoop mover from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. <laughs> and then from there, I, I, I remember coming out the studio and just said, gosh, it's getting late. I have to get back to Newcastle, which is a you know, five, six-hour drive in there. Yeah. Or do I walk across that street? But I made a fearful decision that evening. I just said, bollocks, I'm going to walk across the street. And I did. Thank goodness. And I opened the door, and there was four guys sitting on chairs. And they said, are you, are you Brian from Newcastle? I said, I am. And then I started rocking it. I started singing. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I started going wide, and everybody suddenly started thinking, whoa, what's, what's Maybe happening we got here? something here. What's happening here? It kind of blew right by me when he said he did a Hoover commercial. Yeah. But, but here it is. But he sing it. I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah, here it is. This is Brian Johnson doing a Hoover vacuum commercial. The new high-powered compact from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. The new compact does more than beat. It also cleans. It also sweeps. And brushes right to the edge. Right to the edge. Changing a bag is easy as ABC. Wow. I mean, that's, that's back in the that's day one. That's right in the line of Metamucil Man, where it's yeah. just yeah. Totally so, exactly. about the vacuum. Yeah. And it's a full song. I mean, uh, back in the day, they used to really have long commercials with. <laughs> it's great. I mean, uh, uh, this is crazy, too. And this I thought was a joke as well, but it is not. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time was Cream. I told you I was a teenager. I cried when they broke up. Yeah. And uh, Cream wrote and recorded a song for a commercial. They recorded this ad for uh, Falstaff Beer in 1967. For real. Cr cream. Falstaff, the clear beer from St. Louis, brings you Cream from London. Crazy. 
It's almost wow. like they took Sunshine of Your Love and changed it just enough yeah, to be a different yeah. song. Uh, but Eric Clapton. Tell it's cream. <laughs> but, but Clapton, Jack Bruce, and Ginger Baker were all stars before they formed the band Cream. I mean, did they need the money or what? I mean, and they're seems- introduced as Cream. So they had already yeah. made a mark in music. And yeah. here's what they're doing. That's weird. Hold on a second. Everybody, it's Bob Dylan. How are you, Bob? Bob? Hey, hey, Tim, it's me, Bob Dylan. I got a new song. It's very good. I just got sponsored by Playtex Tampons. One, <laughs> two, three. How does it feel in your vagina hole? <laughs> it blocks the blood from calling down. How does it feel? No more bleeding now. How does it feel? Don't act like uh, such a bitch uh, for that right now. No embarrassing stains. Buy Playtex tampons. Listen to doors closing. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, here's I got one more for you. It's shocking. Paul Stanley from Kiss was asked to sing a jingle for Folgers in 2007, but it never aired. Huh. It was recently leaked on leaked onto YouTube. For real. I mean, it's crazy. This is your wake-up call. Time to reach and go for it all. Folgers stirs inside of me, and I know what I can be. Limit is the sky. Hey, world, watch me Uh, Maybe I think I'm not. That may be why the rolling, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is keeping him out. Oh, they put him in. <laughs> He's in. Kiss is in, sure. Oh, that's. I'm thinking of the other guy, the other Paul singer. Metamucil man wasn't so crazy. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was onto something. Mm, I'm a Metamucil man. I'm telling you, I'm onto something. When are you going to hear from Metamucil? You already have a commercial for them. I got a new uh, song I'm working on today, as a matter of fact. I'm in oh, studio yeah? today. Yeah, it's called uh, Peloton Girls. Huh. I'm doing, uh, yeah. I think they'll probably buy this song and put in an ad. It's really good. Peloton, Peloton needs an ad that uh, yeah. Yeah. starts making sales go up again. Peloton girls. going to be a big hit. Just like that amusement <laughs> man was. <laughs> one of these companies will pick up on it. I'm, I'm thinking Peloton is the one. You should pick some companies that have some problems and uh, 
Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm targeting companies that are having some difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) They need a superstar like myself to record. Anyway, there there is something interesting. All right. Um, well, I, I can't my... wait to hear Peloton girls uh, yeah. get to work. Got to get up. Going to get to work, Robin. You know me. I'm a workaholic. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like I said, tomorrow Ed Sheeran will be performing. And boy, oh boy, his new album's really good. And we'll be talking to Ed, see what's going on with him. A lot has gone on since we last saw him. And uh, also... I want to uh, tell you, no, I don't want to tell you anything. I'm done. I'm going to go record. I'm going to go uh, see if I can make magic in the studio. All right. In my new song. Took us Uh, together. Took us. In the studio. My band. All right. See you later. Coming Wednesday. How you doing, Ed? Howard reunites with singer, songwriter. I'm really good, man. And four-time Grammy winner, Ed Sheeran. Still dancing with my Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.